This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces stay away from Istvan 5. The fort flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris Manus is dead. Vulcan and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects. Uh, um, uh, this is, uh, awkward. <laughs> so, uh, hi, hi, everybody. <laughs> What's going on, Radio Freest Van listeners? And welcome to episode 57 of Radio Freest Van. As you can hear over here, uh, we've got a special guest back, back in the, back in the saddle. Of course, you know, we got all the co-hosts now. We've got Scott, say what's going on, Scott. Knichua, bitches. <laughs> we got Derek over here. Damn it, I was going to say that. You're going to say Konnichiwa? <laughs> and then, of course... <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the powerful Mr. Kimmel himself. I like to party. <laughs> I already said I like to party. <laughs> My name's Rod, I like to party. What? Your name's Kevin. <laughs> So yeah, guys. So uh, if y'all are any, uh, if y'all, I mean, really, if you're in up to date on the Horus Heresy news or anything like that, uh, then you probably know that there were some big announcements this weekend over at the the it was the weekender, right? No, Warhammer Fest. Warhammer Fest. That's right. I keep messing that up. So there's some some important news announced at the Warhammer Fest, and really, that's gonna be a lot of this episode. That's what we we're gonna talk about is Warhammer Fest. Uh, of course, we're going to go over an uh, intro real quick before we actually do anything. We're going to go ahead and talk to everybody, see how everybody's week was going. And then we're going to get into some Warhammer Fest talk. And, uh, you know, I'm actually, I'm just really happy. Like, we're, we're just sitting here cracking open a cold one with the boys right now. Like, it's just, it's a good time. It's a, it's a great time to say anything. So, Ryan. <laughs> glad, glad to have you back in the saddle, buddy. Glad you're here. Scott, what the fuck are you wearing? Yo, man, this is my <laughs> painting apron. So all the Patreon supporters out here, I've chosen a very tasteful, I think, pinstripe painting apron, you know, to keep the paint off my clothes because I'm a child and I can't do that myself. <laughs> I need a little help. But uh, yeah, man, that's what I'm wearing. It's nice navy if you're not in a, if you can't see it in high def with a plain white on the sides. There we go. If you want to know what it looks like, go to Bed Bath & Beyond and ask for a sample, and the women that walk up to you are wearing the same apron. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been field-tested extensively by those people, so that's why. Top of the line. So, Scott comes on the call, and immediately I'm just sideswiped by his painting apron that he wears, and immediately I look down and I realize I've just got primer spots and white spots and paint spots all over my good cargo short. And my church, my church going cargo shorts, and I realized, Scott, you're fucking onto something, man. Like, cause I am not responsible enough to paint without an apron. Like, well, man, I get yelled at a lot by my wife for a lot of different things, and this is one thing that I can control. So, taking steps to mitigate the amount of things I'm going to get bitched at for today. So. You know, and I think about it, and I think about the amount of, like, glue specs I get on my jeans, or, like, on my pants. Like, glue, super glue is probably the worst thing that I get 
on myself all the time. Have you ever like, gotten it in your eye? Remember that? <laughs> no, never. Why? <Twice>. <laughs> so, so this is this is what just happened. So I ordered fifteen black aprons, and we're gonna make them custom RFI aprons. They're on their way right now. They're coming all the way from China. <laughs> I bought some I bought the some special finest, <laughs> the finest Chinese aprons, Korean made. Like. <laughs> They're. They're white. They're white with blood spots on them, and it says, "Does anyone have any puppies?" In honor <laughs> oh, of Scott's no. Yeah. Jesus Christ. No, they're black yeah. and red. They're black and red. Don't go sharing that. Another <laughs> <laughs> so story's really catching some legs, man. It's really <laughs> starting to spur out. Scott's one day gonna be at the McDonald's, and somebody's gonna be like. Are you the guy with the puppy story from behind him, just like some total stranger? He's gonna recognize his <laughs> voice. You're that guy. So, what have y'all been up to this week? Who wants to start? Let's 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 do a little roundtable of uh, what's been going on this week in our lives. Let's start. Let's start with you, Derek. What you been up to? Well, I uh, finally got uh, got everything ordered for my uh, my airbrush setup. So, looking to start start that up. Uh, other than that. Just- Going back to working on the old Space Wolves, now I know that, you know, 7th edition Inferno is going to stick around. Hmm. Very nice. What Almost are you, done with Dropbox. What kind of airbrush did you pick up? Uh, I've got a Badger, the Patriot. Is that... Scott, what are you running? Me? I run a Grex Genesis on a, uh, on a Grex air compressor, like the, you know, the prototypical brand. And I think they only offer one. One model of compressor. Is Grex a pretty good? I've never even heard of Grex. Yeah, man, it's pretty good. Um, Hobbytown USA carries them is like a sponsor of their official store. So, in theory, any Hobbytown USA you should be able to go to should have replacement parts for that airbrush, and that's kind of why I bought into it. And I had a really good recommendation from my buddy uh, Greg Steiner at Fable, uh, North Carolina's Hobbytown about how, you know, quality their product was. He gave me a tutorial on them, and uh, that's kind of why I ended up buying into them. Um, I mean, I I don't have a whole lot of experience with other brands, but I'm, I've am i painted, you know, 10, 11 armies with this single airbrush. So the only things I've ever re- replaced were my needle, and if I fucking fat-fingered something and dropped it down like a storm drain, that, that kind of stuff, but... That's it, man. It's a yeah. I I can't recommend it enough. Wow, I've never dropped any airbrush things down a storm drain, but oh, we get out we, a little more, Michael. <laughs> 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 of course, I've always just been free to do whatever I needed to when I'm painting, being apronless and all. So that's <laughs> right. I guess it was just all a matter of just being. Is it hard smart. learning? You've been living a lie all at once. <laughs> Is it hard? <laughs> I like that Scott was civilized enough to do the apron. If my wife got at me about getting paint on my clothes, I'd probably just paint naked. Yeah. <laughs> just and then I'd go upstairs and be like, I got this uh, got this wig and orange on my dick. Like, what do you think about this right here? It's a spotty orange dick. <laughs> She'd be like, Ryan, we still have company. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd show my mother-in-law. See this spot over here? That's Wild Rider, Wild Rider Red. That's really hard to say. 
Blame yourself. <laughs> You're the one who was getting mad at me for getting paint on my clothes. <laughs> you brought this upon this family. Yeah, I guess I need to order an airbrushing apron. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. Straight from Korea. Korean. So. Yeah. Oh, What's up? So, like, any pointers from you, Scott? Like, Scott, Scott, your airbrush, you, like, you, you, you get it. You understand how to use the airbrush. You understand it. Any, any, any starter words for Mr. Derek here? Maintenance, man. Maintenance is king. As long as you can keep it clean and keep it running, you'll be fine. The rest of it comes very intuitively, I think. There's plenty of free sources online to learn from. If you're just balling out of control, you can go to MKA and the United Kingdom because they hate America and won't come here. But, uh, sure. yeah, man, just um, just keep it clean. If you can keep it clean and keep it running, the rest is, you know, all downhill from there. So. I got a scheme to get MKA here. If you guys want to hear it, we'll t- we'll talk about it after the show. We don't have to talk about it now, but I got an idea that maybe will work. Yes. Let's hear it. I mean, let's hear. I mean, we're here. We're talking about. It. Let's let's knock it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it after because it may be it may be super fucking dumb. So let's just wait until after the or, show. And or illegal, but we'll run it past <laughs> yeah. our legal <laughs> It's like, look, there's countries with no extradition laws, and if we <laughs> if we commit a crime there, it doesn't matter. <laughs> This has been a rehearsal for a stage play. No. <laughs> so Ryan, what about you, man? What's your week been like? <laughs> well, uh, being as I was, I don't have any heresy progress because I didn't expect to be playing heresy anymore. So uh, I wrote a Dark Age event for the Michigan GT because I'm running a Dark Age event there. And I had to, to write that and design that and then I started painting on my Dark Age army and got it about half finished in a week because it's five models. Your Dark Age army is only five models? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty crazy. I always assumed it was a shitload of models. Nope. So I painted half an army and designed an event. And uh, yeah, that was about it. And then... You, when was it? Was it yesterday? Must have been yesterday. Yesterday I woke up at the crack of 11 a.m. And I look over and my phone is a melted puddle on my nightstand. It was just a puddle. And I had to go out and get a new phone to check my messages. And I had like, I can't even tell you. Like, it was like the little like red dot that says like Facebook. You know how many things you need to see on Facebook was like 57 or something. I don't know. It was like an infinity symbol. I'd never seen some shit like that before. It's like some Nordic runes or something. And then the same thing with the messages stuff. And it took me, I'm waking up and I'm half asleep and I'm like trying to check what's going on. And I go to our, we have like a chat group that is just like guys from our club. So it's like me, Scott, Chris Duncan. How many people are in there, Scott? Like 30 probably. Yeah. Yeah. Whereabouts. Yeah. So it's all just people that play here at our game club. And they're all freaking out about, you know, the announcement that 30K is staying seventh. And then I didn't believe them. I was like, what? Like, you guys are hot. What's going on? This is just, I don't, like, I didn't know. I really honestly didn't know what was going on. (laughs) 
because they're all smoking crack. Get out of here. Ha ha, and, dickheads. Like, <laughs> then I had to call. I had to call Michael and was like, I don't even remember our conversation, really. I was just like, what is going on? <laughs> what and the you were like, fuck is I happening? <laughs> I said, uh, <laughs> Forge World decided to give you everything you wanted, baby boy. Merry Christmas. It's pretty much what happened. Except, you know. And then I was like, it took a second. And then we were, we can, we can get into it later on if you guys want. But then I was like, equally as happy as I could possibly be, while also being equally about as pissed as I've ever been at him at the same time. Sounds like Sounds like a relationship. <laughs> oh, I I text messaged my buddy uh, Duncan Kindle. We were talking about it, and I'm like. Dude, I'm like, Games Workshop is like a girl that's a 10 that loves to fuck, but makes your life a complete, total shit show outside of the bedroom. Like, everything outside of the bedroom, it's just a goddamn nightmare. But she'll let you use, she's a 10, and she'll let you use any hole once that bedroom door closes. And that's exactly what it is. She might boil your cap, though, while you're at work, so <laughs> yeah. you still know. Yeah. <laughs> You just, just got to keep a close eye. Keep a close eye on her because yeah, she's sure. not trustworthy <laughs> at all. I mean, I just... Am I overreacting here to think that a lot of this could have been avoided? And when I say a lot, I mean like all of it. No, not at all. <sighs> they absolutely could have. I mean, we still like don't even... like. Okay, we'll discuss this in a little bit. Like We, all, we have to discuss all of this. Like This is a whole separate segment. Like... Let's skip this right now. We'll put that. We'll put a post-it on that question because it's a very powerful question. Um, Scott, what'd you do? This oh, week? also, <laughs> also, British people, British people, right now, pause this podcast. Go get a fucking notepad and a pencil, a golf pencil and a notepad, because I'm taking you fuckers to school. I'm calling Ooh. out all British people. Get a fucking notepad and a pencil because later on we're having a fucking talk. Okay. Yes. Now that's out. Go ahead. I can always that. get behind some some of that. Yeah, always. I'm fired up right now. I'm <laughs> fucking sweating a little bit. Get a drink, maybe a snack. We're getting into it. I'm gonna be here in a minute. All right, Scott. What'd you do this week, man? Not much, man. Uh, got some hobby done. I wrapped up that Sons of Horrors commission for our buddy Chris Duncan. So, Chris, if you're out there listening, it's fucking on its way, buddy. I'll see you next Saturday. And then I washed and cleaned up two Anvilus drop pods for my other buddy, the the Jubaka himself, Jay. And I'm gonna be <laughs> gonna be putting those together this week. So that's what I'm up to, man. Right now I'm I just cleaned that stuff with a palm olive, so it's drying. So I'm working on my own shit for a change. Feels pretty nice. So that's what I'm up to. Super badass. I uh fucking Stoked, stoked about everything. Granted, I was going to be stoked either way. I'm a fucking, I'm a wedge, man. I'm a simple tool, so I, it's pretty easy to keep me happy. But <laughs> I'm fucking, yeah, I was, I was, I'm, I'm good either way. Seventh or eighth, I'll be all right. But this week, I ordered all my Alpha Legion stuff, some uh, Mark Five, like I got my Storm Ho- my. Uh, my Stormhost Eternal Heads or whatever ordered as well. 
but I did get some uh, Mark V armor and some Headhunters. They're on the way. Super excited about that. Yesterday, I'm actually pretty pretty excited about this. Yesterday, I went to. Uh, it was like a pickers patch, I think is what they're called. I don't, I don't know. It's like a big ass flea market kind of thing, where like everybody like holds. All, they bring. It's like a big ass garage sale, but there's like people who make their own soaps and shit there. And so I'm walking around with my dad buying shit that I will never use. And uh, I go to this old man who has all this all this stuff that he's been turning into lathe. And so he's got, you know, yo-yos. He's got pins. He's got just a shitload of, like, wooden-made round things. And he's selling all this stuff. And he's got little prices that are held up by... Like, I mean, it's, it's a little piece of wood. It's about this, like this big, it's got a, a drill, a drilled out hole in the middle. He put a little dowel rod in there and on the very top of it, he put those little pincher clips and that's what he's holding these signs up. And I went up to him and I was like, excuse me, Sarah. I was like, uh, how much, I was like, it's going to be kind of weird. I was like, how much would you sell that for? And he's like, oh, like two bucks. Like I'll yell at you for two bucks. And I was like, well, that's really cheap. I was like, do you make, well, could you make me some of these? He's like, well, yeah. How many do you need? I was like, I want 20 of these. Like, I want 20 of these so that I can hold all my, like, stuff while I airbrush. And he's like, yeah, done. He's like, I can make them. Like, it take me about a week to get it done. And I was like, fuck yeah. So I'm, like, super excited because, like, they're, they're super sturdy. They're super strong. And, like, this dude cut makes them in a lathe. And, like, I'm just, like, everything about it, I was like, man, these are, like, artisan-made bit holders for when I go airbrush stuff now. And they're going to be, like, that long. Oh, super excited about them. I know. I'm going to... I'm gonna send Scott to the fucking Louisville bat factory with a pillowcase and have him pick up all those nubs that they cut off the end of the bats that I gave one to Samson to airbrush on. Th- yes. We need to do that one day. Yes, that's yeah. a that's that's a, the, what you were describing with me to me is the exact thing yep. that this dude made, but just like a shitload of them. And like he yep. he cleans them up really nice. They're like really smooth. Like I, I'm so excited about it. And like I guess it's super easy because it's like all made with a lathe, so he probably just has to t- t- take a single piece of sandpaper, just hold it against it while it's turning. Yeah. Yep, uh, that's good. Yeah, so I'm super excited about that. I'm excited about my Alpha Legion. But, oh, yeah, I I got parts to my militia army in. Remember the militia army that I was gonna do? Yeah. And then was gonna quit and tried to sell. Well, it showed up last week, and I was trying to sell it, but then yesterday happened. So now I have some of that. To work on. <laughs> <laughs> then that bomb drop from yesterday. So that's pretty badass. So why don't you talk? Tell us about Arby's, Ryan. <laughs> while we're here, Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, when was this? This was, I think, Wednesday. So I've been working a bunch of double shifts at work the last two weeks that I've not been on here. I think I worked five or six double shifts at work um so that's you know 16 hours so normally i don't eat out i just take you know some lunch meat with me or whatever but i just got lazy because i was working basically because it's an hour drive to and from work so by the time you work 16 hours you know and you drive an hour there and an hour back and then you shower and take a shit um that's like you know and then you sleep you don't really have time to go to the store and do all that shit so i've been eating out so all we have there by the plant is a Hardee's, a, a roach-infested, stripper-filled uh, Waffle House. So 
<laughs> Scott's giving me a thumbs up. <laughs> well, that'd be my choice, but whatever. Yeah. So, so I'm good. I'm good because there's a, a strip club uh, right up the street, and all the strippers eat at the Waffle House there by the strip club for whatever reason. Um, but it's a strip club surrounded by like four truck stops, so it's a really classy place. Um, if you get my drift. So, but anyway, uh, so there's a uh, a White Castle, a Hardee's, uh, and a McDonald's. And then the stripper cockroach filled uh, Waffle House. So they just built a new Arby's and it's built into the side of this giant uh, Flying J gas station. Because what had happened is that Flying J had burnt down about a year ago and they just rebuilt it. When they rebuilt it, they put this Arby's in it. So I was like, fuck yeah, this thing just opened a week ago. I finally have a different place to eat. Because when you only have like three restaurants to choose from and you got to eat lunch, you know, five days in a week you get sick of McDonald's or whatever. So I go to the Arby's and I pull up and they immediately tell me, Hey, just, you know, we can't take your order. Just hang on just a second in the drive through there. And I'm like, all right. And I noticed that she's like kind of this like panicked edge to her voice when she says it. And I'm thinking, well, what the fuck? So I sit out there for like 10 minutes. Um, and, uh, you know, nobody says anything. So finally she comes back on and she goes, our computer's down. Uh, can you just come in and order? And I'm like, yeah, no big deal. You know, and it's like, it sucks because I only have a half hour for lunch and I've already wasted like 15 minutes. So I, I park and I go inside and as I open the door and as immediately when I open the door, I look in this fucking gas station and it is weird as shit because you're in this new, brand new, modern, you know, big ass truck stop gas station. But from one side of the room to the other, it's just filled with like people from the eight, late 1800s. It's like a, looks like fucking like and like hat like the vast majority of them are teenagers. So it's all these Amish or Mennonite. I bet I'm guessing they're Mennonites, but people don't usually know what a Mennonite is. But they look like they're basically Amish people. So it looks literally like I'm walking into the set of fucking Children from the Corn, hundred percent or Children of the Corn. So I go in, and it's just filled with all these Mennonites, Amish people. And I have to get in line behind like 40 of them. And I'm like, what are the odds that on this one lunch break, I choose to come eat at the restaurant that I get stuck in line behind literally like 40 Amish people? It's like some, some karma, dude. I don't know what you did, but like something's biting back. Like That's something you got to ask internally. What did I do? Like not a. Well, and I was looking outside. I'm like, I did not see 35 horse and buggies in the parking lot. to like threw me in. Like, you know, if I just saw that, if I'd have been like, oh, shit, like, this is the Cracker Barrel sign come to life. Like, if I just saw that, I'd have been like, oh, well, this is probably full of Amish people. I probably shouldn't go in here to, you know. And they apparently really like Jamocha shakes. Like, they all had Jamocha shakes. So, in my head, they've never had a Jamocha shake before, and one of them bought it, and they were like an alien life form from another planet. Like, they all kind of shared it and got in a little huddle and tried it. <laughs> and then we're like, fuck yeah, this is so good. And then they all decided to order Jamocha shakes. <laughs> the Heavenly Father will permit us to indulge in such a frosty treat. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't think, like, I would have just immediately busted out my phone playing Ramstein. Like, just, <laughs> just like, the the weirdest, craziest, like, darkest music I could find. It's like, see see how long they would, see how long it would take that line to disperse. You guys, you guys don't hardly have any Amish people there, do you, in Texas? No, nah, it's too hot, man. They need air conditioning. 
yeah, like it's, you uh, gotta, got, you've a, gotta. There's a ton in Indiana. I mean, they're really like, there's a whole bunch. Like, it's hard to drive around in northern Indiana and not run into some. So, I mean, they're very, they're pretty common here. But, yeah, but they're not common in like they're not common in a group of forty at a truck stop. I've never seen that before. But you know, no, yeah, it's a, uh, uh, it's too hot to live outside or without air conditioning or without that kind of stuff. I think there is like a little Mennonite like reservation somewhere around here, but they, uh, they, I don't think they're true Mennonite. Like we don't, we don't have like a really nice place we could go to to buy nice wood furniture, because it all just comes from Mexico. So <laughs> <laughs> those are our Mennonite, the Mexican. <laughs> so good for you, Ryan. <laughs> good for you holding your, holding your. I guess being patient. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were nice. I finally got my, you know, classic roast beef and got the fuck out of there. So. so speaking of fast food, Derek actually has a funny story that I think needs to be shared on here. That was, was cracking me up yesterday. It was about this lady who is, uh, I, I, yeah. So I got up, I was on that. But you know what? I'm hungry. I want to get me. A chicken steak. So I go down to the chicken fillet, as you do, and uh, and so our Chick Fil A got pretty busy recently. So they renovated it. They added a second uh, a second ordering window. So it's like two windows side by side, but there's still only the one pickup window. So the the two lanes have to like merge. Well, so I finished my order. You know, the car in front of me starts going. Uh, the car in the other window goes up because they had finished their order first, I guess. And so the that car finally moves, and then the person on the other side just kind of ups and jumps and cuts me off. And I guess I still had my window down or something because I'm like, oh, come on, are you are you really? You just can't wait for the extra twenty seconds for them to give me my food. Are you in that much of a hurry? Like what the fuck? You know, I'm just being petty and being pissy. So I just I immediately forget all that because you know. What, what am I going to do? And then I get up to the window to get my food. And they say, oh, uh, the lady in front of you cut you off. I'm like, what? Like, I'd almost forgotten about it. Like, oh, no, she uh, she bought you a cone. I'm like, oh, bought me a what? And they hand me, like, an ice cream cone. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. And I don't know if, like, she actually did or if they just heard me, like, cussing because my window is still down over the speaker. But... So I get I, they give me the cone first, which I thought was kind of weird. So I have, I have to like handle this cone as they're like giving my drink and my food and stuff like that. And I pull away, and as I'm pulling away, I'm like, I really don't want this fucking this fucking cone. So yeah, so now I have to like drive while holding this fucking ice cream cone, and it's like melting. So I've got to start eating it, and I'm like, I'm gonna get fucking killed. Did, did this woman know? that this is going to be this much of an inconvenience. Like, like I finally managed to get home. Like I ate the cone, like everything. I didn't spill a drop on me. I was pretty proud of that. And then I, you know, I I park, I get upstairs, I settle in my food and I'm like, fuck, I'm not hungry anymore. I have this fucking ice cream cone. And (laughs) it's like, thank you for ruining my meal. Like, so if you're ever in the drive-thru of anywhere and the person behind you is really pissing you off and you see they're the only one in the car, there's no one they can like hand stuff to, buy them an ice cream cone. 
It's just like, I, I don't know if she's like a mastermind, like an evil mastermind. Yeah, like, did she know how inconvenient this was going to be? Because, like, I feel like she she knew that you were pissed off at her. Like, she knew that you were mad at her, so she didn't want you to follow her home. So she's like, I got to, like, thwart his ability to drive, cinnamon <laughs> ice cream cone. And, like, that's the, only way I could, like, that's the only way I could see it. Like, she was like, and, you know, or I'll make him to where it'll it'll be melting. Like, I'll tell them to microwave it for a little bit. <laughs> So get them and sit them on an ice cream cone, have them microwave a little bit. I mean, that's pretty much the most evil thing that you could do. Well, um, like, I, I, like I follow her home. I get in my car with like a knife and, and then I can't catch her because my belly's full of ice cream. Yeah. And your hands are sticky. I got something for Scott. A gift. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Scott is on this crazy, uh, no low carb, no sugar diet, right? Nice. So us, us talking about all this ice cream, does that get to you at all? Are you oh, like, uh, I kind of want ice cream? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay, I got something for you. And everybody out there listening that wants to try this diet, I don't, I always remember, I always like dropping these little, these little nuggets for Scott because I don't remember them all at once. So what you do, you go get the sugar-free fudge, fudge, fudge sickles, fudgicles, you know what I'm talking yep. about? Yep. They're yep. like, a, you get them at the store and they're sugar-free and they're just a chocolate fudge sickle. Then you go get the all-natural, no-sugar-added peanut butter. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Oh. Okay. Got that. Then you get whipped cream, because whipped cream hardly, believe it or not, whipped cream is, like, super low in carbs right. and sugar. Like, if you want a snack, you could have whipped cream. So you, you put the fudgicle in a bowl and melt it, where it's melted, right? Then you mix in the peanut butter and whipped cream. Just mix it all together. And make like a little soup out of it and then refreeze it. And then you eat that later as ice cream. That sounds very, very good. Oh my God. And it's, <laughs> and it's, and it's low carb with no sugar. That sounds like very, explosive very diarrhea later on. That like, be honest, Ryan, how bad is it? How bad's the follow up? It's, no, it's just a fudgical peanut butter and fucking whipped cream. What's yeah, that, that peanut butter will stop that shit right up, man. No worries. <laughs> yeah. We'll steal you. Put a nice seal around it. <laughs> so, oh man, that sounds fucking really good. I'll there's a there's a fudge that. <laughs> there's a whipped cream and peanut butter plug still in Ryan right now. <laughs> I am positive. I am positive that there's stuff a, formed a, a some sort of hardened plastic in there. <laughs> there's a video on YouTube called "How to Eat Chicken Without Wanting to Kill Yourself," and it basically encapsulates all the emotions I experience on it. It's called the ketogenic diet. So the idea of it is you, you deprive your body of carbs and it starts to burn fat naturally is like a, is an energy source and it fucking sucks, man. It is not fun at all, but it works. 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 Yeah, it works. Sure. Shit. It does. So are you just that up? How to eat chicken without wanting to kill yourself. It is hilarious, man. (laughs) Are you just hungry all the time, or is it like, you know, is it just, does no, it suck because you just eat a bunch of chicken? It sucks because you, you're going to go through a period of like two to three days where you feel like total dog shit. Like you have no fucking energy. All you want to do is sleep. You're not really hungry because you can still eat. It just has to be things that are either high in fat or protein, low in carbs and sugar. So it is, it's, it's not bad in like the conventional sense where you're going to be like, man, I'm so fucking hungry right now. I'm about to eat this seat I'm sitting in. No, it's not like that, but 
you are going to go through a period where you feel like shit because your body's going through that that process where it's building up. It's they're called ketones levels in your blood where uh, they control like you know how much fat your body burns for fuel, and those have got to get really high for you to go into a state of ketosis where you you know your body's burning off fat because it doesn't have carbs, so you're not you're not super tubby anymore. So that was my issue, but it, <laughs> it, it has helped, man. It's helped a lot. I probably lost the old 25 pounds. I went from like 215 to I'm walking around at 190 right now. So I lost 40 pounds on it. Yeah, it's a fucking, it works, man. Good but if you don't mind feeling like shit all the time, then <laughs> go for it, man, because you won't be hungry. <laughs> Glad y'all are getting y'all summer body ready. That's right, man. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. I'm sure the gamer community is very receptive to this talk yeah, as well. As, <laughs> as they drink Mountain Dew and fucking pound a bag of Cheetos. Yeah, they're like, shut the fuck <laughs> up, guy. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's the same thing my nutritionist has been telling me all week. <laughs> this is the same thing my doctor's been saying. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So y'all ready to talk about some uh some Warhammer Fest stuff? Some Warhammer Fest talk? Yeah, man. I am. Y'all ready to touch base on that? Let's first go over the models. Let's get let's get the models out of the way because hang, I hang on, hang on, hang on. We gotta have a moment of silence for Alan Bly. Our oh own. yeah. Gotta pour one out for So tell him about that, Michael. So Alan Bly passed away yesterday. Uh, John French had a beautiful write-up on Alan Bly. If you want to go read that and and uh, get an idea, from the only thing that I've seen is it was a short battle with cancer. It's all that I all I've seen. So I don't know what caused the cancer. I don't know what kind of cancer. Um, all I know is that he's no longer with us. And me and Derek were actually driving back uh, uh, earlier into town trying to figure out like. What could we do for Alan Bly? Like, that would be like respectful. And I was thinking, I was like, man, maybe if we can get like some bagpipes to go to Warhammer World, or like, you know, like I was, th- oh, we were like thinking of like all the different things that we could do. And like, I really feel like somebody, if you're listening right now in the UK, I feel like somebody should get a picture of Alan Bly, frame it, and then put it next to the the Rhino at Warhammer World. And then, like, let people, like, bring their, like, candles and stuff and all that jazz for him. Like, that seems like, if I lived, if I lived in the UK, I would, I would have done that already. I mean, we did, yeah. we did that in America for a roach. So, like, you know, we could, we could do something for old Alan. Did that for roach. We pulled our dicks out for Harambe. You know, <laughs> we fucking ordered a lot of stupid shit. That dude definitely deserves something legitimate, you know, so... Hey. Exactly. Did you ever see that one where it was the raccoon that was on the side of the road? <laughs> that, that, I've seen uh, people tie get well soon balloons to <laughs> fucking roadkill a lot. Take pictures of that. My favorite one that I've seen was somebody found a dead rabbit, a rabbit that had been crushed, and they took an Easter basket with the little plastic eggs and set it next to it with the eggs broken and scattered. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're aiming for like a little more respectful than that. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty funny. 
So that that's a I don't know I, like some sort of memorial. I don't know what we could do. I mean, people suggested that I should like make a filter that you go on like to remember Alan Bly or something like that. But it is just I don't know. I mean, just have just have his good memory at heart. Like I, I really didn't know too much about him. I knew about like that he wrote the rules over at Forge World for Horse Heresy and stuff like that. But did he write the rules or the fluff or both? I, I thought was, he wrote the fluff. I thought I thought he was both. And on top of that, it was like because he he had like the way the direction of the game went. I thought. Right. I just thought he was like the overall like coordinator director guy. I, but I could I like you said I don't know anything either. Like, this is just what I thought. Yeah. <clears throat> Showing Derek this uh, A and M like roach. <laughs> they had a pyre built for this roach. I've just got like Sam McLaughlin playing in my head. <laughs> But Alan Blyman, I mean, it's... he probably that roach probably ate at the Waffle House over by my plant and it got to him and killed him. <laughs> <laughs> he probably spread it to his family before he died too. So I don't know. I don't know what else can be said about that. Do what? Oh, I know we've moved on to the Warhammer World thing. Uh, I do before because I have so many things running through my head. Um, did anybody, did Scott, did you talk about Jake Busey being up here or Bussy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Me and, uh, me and him actually recorded on the covenant of fire podcast yesterday. So I don't know when he's going to have that episode up, but it shouldn't be too long. And, uh, it's a fucking hillbilly ramble from hell, but it's pretty funny. And we, we talk pretty in depth about brothers and blood and, uh, a little bit about music city heresy and the future of that event as well. So. Cool. All right. I was just curious before we moved on. Sorry. No, yeah. Works for me. That's a lot of redneck. So that's going to be a lot of Southern draw going on in that in that podcast. <laughs> oh, that's fuck, sure. It gets inevitably <laughs> worse when I talk to someone else who also talks like me. I know. It's like, it's like a strange <laughs> natural tendency I have. If you, if you listen to when I was on the Covenant of Fire podcast, uh, it, I was the exact same way. It's, it's so hard not to get pulled. Because I mean, I don't know. It's we, us Texans, we don't have the the Southern draw like like you uh, you boys in Kentucky and in Tennessee over there in Georgia. But I mean, we we do we do fall into the pits every once in a while when we're around each other, and <laughs> I could hear it in my voice, and I felt like Jake might have felt like I was making fun of him, or like I don't know, like you feel like so shitty. You're like, no, I. It's not you. It's me. This is how I talk. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you. I'm I'm one of you. I'm one of you. So I can only imagine how intelligible that that podcast might be. <laughs> like, does he talk about the food up here, Scott? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. We okay. we definitely got pretty in depth on uh on the Indiana eateries. So <laughs> that's that's something definitely to look forward to. Yeah, I have okay. to check that out. Check out the Covenant of Fire podcast. With Mr. Powerful Jake Bussy. Powerful Jake Bussy. So back on the Warhammer Fest, back onto the back onto the Warhammer Fest train. Uh, so we had a we had a few announcements on Heresy coming out of Warhammer Fest, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a few things. A few models drop, a few announcements on Heresy. Let's go over models first. Let's talk about let's speculate on some of these models before we go anywhere any further into this episode. Cause the, it, 
and I feel like, it, does anybody remember last year's Warhammer Fest? 2016 Warhammer Fest? Was there, I feel like there was more released or more speculated or more kind of teased because there was only, what, four models, five models teased? I thought last year's Warhammer Fest, they just released that Age of Sigmar demon guy and some other shit. I don't really even remember any Forge World stuff no. other than that. But I don't really remember, I guess. I don't know. From what I understand, they dialed it way down after, uh, I think it was like 2015 when they showed the Leviathan, the Iron Circle dudes, all that shit. And then none of that stuff came out for like 8 to 12 months afterward. <laughs> they tried to like ramp back their sneak peek so people weren't, you know, threatening to burn their headquarters down or whatever <laughs> because their models weren't out yet. I mean, there, there's so much stuff that's like getting released right now that they're like, hey, buy it here first. And I'm just like, when the when, when the fuck did y'all make that? Like, what were y'all doing? Like, did yeah, y'all get the FAQ questions? But <laughs> I don't know. So 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 I guess like the first thing I saw was the the sicker in with the dual plasma, the uh, the Matthew Kane Sikorin. Like, that thing looks fun to play. I mean, it's, it looks like the... I'm, I'm guessing it's going to have a, a weapon profile similar to that Daredeo with a plasma cannonade or whatever that is. Except on a Sikorin chassis, which will be fast. Yep. How, how useful would that be, Ryan? Let's run that through the Kimmel Pewter. Um, well, I've not actually... I'm trying to... Does that thing have gets hot? Do we have the rules? Give me the rules again. I gotcha. They're coming. The problem is on the original... On the um, Derrideo, the, an, the Anvilus autocannon battery, because it's free and the plasma thing is so expensive as an upgrade, I've never even really considered the plasma thing. Like the the auto cannon battery is just the way to go on that particular model. Sure so, is. Okay, so the Hellfire plasma cannonade is seven two. Uh, if you do the sustained fire, it's heavy four. Doesn't get hot. Uh, okay. Thirty six inch range. If you do the maximal fire, it's thirty six inch range. Seven two heavy one gets hot. Large blast five inch. So it's pretty good. It's not as good of anti tank as just the standard auto cannon. Because the, mm -hmm. the standard auto cannon is the same strength with more shots with, you know, rending, so you can take off, you know, whole points. Now that thing is AP two, so you can get explodes results, but only being strength seven, you're only going to be able to pin armor twelve. So it's not going to be like super good anti tank. So it's going to be more for like shooting your heavy infantry, you know, like terminators or monstrous creatures, things like that. Now something like a Mechanicum army doesn't really want to see that driving around. You know, you had a, if you had last cannon sponsons on it. And then that thing, and you're shooting, you know, six AP2 shots a turn, you could tear down a, you know, Castellax pretty easy and put some wounds on another one or, you know, fuck up a Thanatar or something like that from a decent range. Do you see that going into any armies? Like, I. Depends on the points. I mean, it's one of those things, like, if it's vastly more expensive than a standard Sakaran, I think I would almost always fall back on a standard Sakaran if, if that's the weapon that's actually on it. I feel like it's good speculation that that would be the weapon. Like it looks exactly the same, and I mean it. It it's it doesn't seem like it's too overpowered to throw that on a Sakaran chassis. No, I guess what I'm like if it's within. I don't think it's a huge upgrade. It's more like a lateral thing to the standard 
auto cannon, I guess. Because the standard auto cannon ignores jink, has rending, and shoots more times. So I guess I feel like it's more lateral. So if it's like the same points are within 10 points, give or take, yeah, I think people will run it just for a different flavor. Plus, it looks fucking awesome. Yep. But if it's vastly more expensive, like if it's like a 30, 40 point upgrade, I don't I don't necessarily think it's worth it unless you just really like the model. Hmm. What do you think, Scott? What's your take on it? Man, uh, I, I completely agree there. I mean, if it follows sort of the same profile that's comparable to, you know, the Cannonade on the Derrideo, I don't know that one is going to give you a huge tackle advantage over the other. Uh, aesthetically speaking, I mean, if it's not a huge point sink, I would definitely go with that one because that looks. fucking cannon looks dope and you can really yeah. cut loose on some OSL effects and those type of things on that turret. So, uh, I will forever call it the cane pattern sicker in because I stand with you on this Matthew cane, even <laughs> though you hate America, you came out with it first. So I'm with you. So for those that are wondering, uh, it's, it's been confirmed like Matthew Kane like made this conversion uh, a, over a year ago. He actually has three of these plasma cannonade of M- MKA Studio fame. So yeah, so so it's a uh, it's no joke. Like I'm, I'm, they they snuck it out from under him. They <laughs> I feel like there was at some point there was somebody wearing those like special spy glasses, <laughs> like taking pictures <laughs> in his studio, and uh, they made it out with with some things and. But I like it. Then again, I just think plasma's metal book. Yeah. And having the option to break up blobs, which you really don't see too many blobs, but having the option's nice. Yeah. If it um you know what it I don't know, it could be I you're probably right, it probably is just the same weapon, but I mean I wouldn't be surprised either if it was just like maybe a slightly better version of that weapon. Like yeah. maybe like what if it if it goes up to eight then we're talking because then it's doubling out a bunch of guys things like that then it actually becomes like something that it's like yeah i'll pay some point for this but if it's just the standard strength seven whatever it's like we talked about it's more of a lateral move than it really is like an upgrade i kind of yes i kind of always had this like chubby for the idea behind a daredeo uh with the plasma cannonade uh intercepting a deep striking unit of terminators because they're they're forced to stay in that little hole and i've, I've always just wanted to get that one blast off like boop, that sucks <laughs> now here's the does the daredevil i don't know the rules in front of me is it like a standard contemptor though what does it just have intercept or does it gain intercept and sky fire because if it's intercept and sky fire it has to snap fire at ground targets which would mean it couldn't fire at them oh i don't know i could probably it tell gains you. both it has uh the helical targeting right so, so it gains both yeah yep so it it will never get to. Well, I guess it could just shoot at them if it doesn't intercept. But then you'd have to it, know it would they still were be. In. It would still be hitting on sixes. Still be hitting on sixes with. Because it has to snap fire at ground targets because you've given it sky fire. Well, no, if you don't give it sky fire, is what I'm saying. Like, just don't intercept it. Don't well, sky fire it. Like, oh yeah, yeah, and then shoot him the next turn. Yeah, that's just what you would do. Plasma like crazy. And I guess with something that could be a blast, you just never want to skyfire. I mean, it's not bad, but I guess if you're if you're gonna be using the Daredevil for anti air, then you probably should have just stuck with the the oh, auto cannon battery. Yeah. 
But uh, it'll look cool, like, if you have a Dark Angel army or something that's real, fl- you know, real fluffy for plasma. Seems like Alpha Legion's got a lot of plasma stuff. And then, like Scott said, you can paint it up. It's really cool to paint. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, it definitely got that Dreadwing vibe, if I, if I ever saw one. Like, seems like a real, like, mm. Dreadwing-ish kind of Speculation, thing. Speculation, huh? Mm. <laughs> if I had to speculate. <laughs> so... Nexicar and Venator, like Nexicar and Variant to get leaked, or I guess to be shown, not really leaked. Uh, the one that appears to have a Punisher cannon on it. Yeah. Is that a Punisher cannon or a Avenger Bolt cannon? I don't know. It looks very Punisher-y, but what, it has six barrels? Hopefully, and... it's, hopefully it's a Punisher cannon. If it's the Avenger Bolt cannon, you're in the same boat as with the Plaza one, because it's 6-3... Seven shots instead of seven four rending with six shot or with six yeah. shots twin link. So it'd just be more of a lateral thing where it's like it just changes its job like ever so slightly, but still kind of does the exact same fucking thing. So hopefully it is the Punisher cannon where it drastically changes what it does. Okay, so let's let's put this through the Ryan Kimmel computer head. If this was a Punisher cannon doing the twenty shots at strength five, AP dash. Would you run it? Yep. Yes. Well, it depends on points, once again. I mean, you can't just say, you know, if it's a 100-point upgrade, no. But... What would you use it for? Like, what would you what would you throw that many strength five shots into? Like, custodes? Well, or you would... That, <laughs> that would be... Okay. It'd be funny to put a uh, fucking Casterman Orth in it so it all goes up to ballistic skill five with Tank Hunter. Because then you could just like just shred the fuck out of anything armor eleven, like a rhino or predator in the side, or anything like that, or just like you know you're getting you know sixteen, seventeen fucking hits on you know basic dudes, or you could use any of the new like who knows what they'll do with psychic powers in seven point five, which I don't, I'm sure we'll talk about that later on, but just we'll just use the psychic powers currently. If you take any form of divination, you automatically get. Um, the Primaris power, which is uh, uh, Prescience, which makes something twin link, so you could twin link that bitch where you're getting rerolls to hit on all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just throwing out just super fucking volumes of fire. And then you could put the heavy bolters on the Sponson and the heavy bolter in the hole. And you got, what is that, nine plus 29 strength five shots out of one tank? Yeah, 20. Strength five shot. I mean, that's yeah. No, if you put the three heavy bolters on it as well. Oh, three six nine. Yeah, twenty nine. Twenty nine strength five shots, and then can, nine of them are. Take, can it take a penal? Can it take penal weapons? I don't. I think the Sakaran's one of the few that can't take penal weapons. I could be wrong though. I they may have you. changed that in the new red book. I can oh, tell no. you right now. Hold please. And then and... obviously because it's fast, you could move it six and lay down all that firepower. The uh, other people who would really hate that would be like Thalax, because they're only tough five, so you're wounded on four, so you're hitting. Like that would just like it could take Thalax. Amount of Thalax. Okay, so you could throw another heavy bolter on it, so you could have twelve, thirty-two strength five shots, twelve of which are AP four. Oh, that speculation is real. Too bad there's no like Tyranids to fight. Just. <laughs> Well, even that, like, imagine that against militia. A lot of people are doing militia armies or solar yeah. ox armies. Or, yeah. like I said, Mechanicum, it's like, oh, cool, you have fearless thralls. Okay, well, they're not fearless when they're not. They're all fucking dead. You know, <laughs> <go> fuck <yourself. laughs> or, 
like the the new the Skitari guys, people running those. Yeah, that's like you know, if I go first, there goes a whole fucking unit of those guys, like that kind of thing. And then, like I said, a lot of tanks are armor eleven on the side. Like all your Rhino chassis tanks, like Vindicators, Predators, Rhinos. Like my Blood Angel army would fucking hate that thing because I don't like all my tanks are armor eleven or less. Because I got javelins in there. Javelins are gonna fucking die a horrible death to that. Oh, squadron of javelins. Land speeders will die a horrible death to that. Um, even like your armor ten flyers, you know, like my uh, Avenger strike fighter is twelve ten ten. So if it gets in the side arc of that thing, even hitting on sixes, you're still, you know, throwing thirty six or thirty two dice at it. Jesus. <laughs> in that minimum range of the Punisher cannon, I think it's like twenty inches or so. Uh, yeah, it's a 24 inch range. Yeah, so that short range of the Punisher cannon kind of gets mitigated by the fact that that Sikorin's a fast vehicle. So, you know, it helps you kind of close that distance and really, really put those shots down on somebody. The, the militia, like the militia Lehman Russes, like they can't take the Punisher cannon, right? Or no, the Sora, is it? No, they, they, they can take, what is it, Vanquisher? The standard one, the incinerator, which is the Volkite one, it's kind of shitty, but uh, exterminator and demolisher. Okay, so like, oh yeah, they can't even take the plasma one, right? The executioner. Well, they can, yeah, yeah, they can take the executioner. Oh, so like literally, like every like <laughs> every variant except that one, and that's how we're gonna possibly bring the Punisher cannon into the 30k universe. You know what you. It- Want to know what I'm salty about? They fucking stole Matt Kane's version of it and just made another <laughs> shooty one. But why didn't they steal my version of making it a fucking transport? <laughs> like, if you're gonna steal someone's version, build the fucking transport one that holds 15 guys. Like, that's like <laughs> printing fucking money. Like, if the Space Marines had a transport that cost like 150 points on a fast Sakarin chassis that was a held like 15, 16 guys, who wouldn't buy one? Hey, Ryan. Right. Ryan, let me just let me stop you right there for a second. So here's the thing. So if you made this Sakarin Venator, like, the, okay, let's, what, you had a name for it, the Sakarin something. We we named it, remember? Because you looked up, like, Rome, like we were looking for names that started with an S. Like okay, a soul. so, so Sakarin whatever. Okay, let's say you made a profile for it. You converted the model over for it. I feel like there's enough 30K support behind this podcast and in this community that we can make this magical unit and get it sanctioned at every fucking event in the world if we so chose. Like, I feel like you could be like, if because I think you could make the points for it and you could make the profile for it and it would be so not, a th- like, not overpowered or anything like that. I feel like it would be so imbalanced with the game that it would just kind of squeeze in and then people in Australia would build this Ryan Kimmel variant. Like, right now, I know Tim's listening to this going, yeah, fuck yeah, we'd use that. Fuck yeah, but in his Australian accent. Oh, and, fuck you, mate. We'll yeah. But I like, I don't know, like, I'm, you know me, like, I'm, I'm more into, like, official shit. Like, I want, you know what I mean? I don't like, like, we've went over this. That's, like, why, when I thought it was going to 8th, I just left Heresy, because I did, I'm not trying to, like, split the community or write house rules or any of that. Like, I just, that's just not me. I'm just not into that. Okay. Well, if you did write house rules for that tank, yeah, <laughs> what would it look like? No, I'm just like, 
Well, we've talked oh, about this. Yeah. It would it would not have it would not have sponsons. The where the sponsons go would be doors. Okay. So all you would have is a turret. And then we hold on one second. We, one like second. we talked about John Stanford, get your notepad ready. Good. Good. <laughs> so you know, I don't have a Sakaran. Does somebody have a Sakaran? In for, like, for, like easy access. Okay. So you know, like if you imagine a Sakaran, it's sitting here. You know how the track profile goes back and it's it's smooth and it's flat on the top and bottom, and then at the back it like tapers at yeah. the back and the bottom. So right where it tapers, like right where the tracks, like because at top and bottom they're running parallel. Right where they stop running parallel, saw the tank like cut the back of the tank off. So tracks are flat like that then take a, a different sakaran and essentially go back from the front on it and cut it right where on the front where the same thing is going on so the front is flat and then the, the front of the track goes up in an angle where they meet at the same like at the point where they start running parallel cut it there and then just stick the two fucking things together so it's a long sakaran and then on the sides, just put doors like a, you know, like a Rhino or a Land Raider or whatever it has. And then just all you would have on it is the hull gun on the front and the um, gun on the top. Now, you could also, if you wanted to, because we talked about this before, get rid of the hull gun and extend out that hull piece where the heavy bolter comes and give it an assault ramp just like the Land Raider if you wanted to. But if you wanted to not make it an assault vehicle, you would just leave the doors on the side and call it good and just have hatches on the sides. Hmm. And then yeah. on the back, have a top hatch like a Rhino and then the turret in front of it. And then we, we even talked about on the turret toning the gun down because you would put the majority of the points into the transport capacity and it being fast as opposed to you know, up gunning it a bunch. So for the gun, I think a twin linked Volkite Colvarin would be cool on the turret. It would look cool and be kind of neat, almost like a Razorback kind of thing. Yeah. And it would still be fast. It wouldn't have to be, but it would be kind of cool if it was. I mean, it, the way the rules work, you can't disembark and, you know, if you and move more than six anyway. So it being fast would just get it to where it needed to go faster. So I don't think it would be like cheesy or broken or anything. And if you look at something like a, what's the Solar Ox one, Scott? What's that thing called? Uh, Dracozin. Yeah, the Dracozin's like base points. It's like 135, right? Yeah, yeah. Right and it's fucking like five whole points, 13, 12, 11, with a fucking twin link glass cannon. And it's only 135 points. So if you built this a Karen, yep. and, and, it holds, guys, and it holds 20 guys. So if you built this thing that held 15, was fast, and had the same armor as a Karen, 13, 12, 12, and then made it four whole points instead of three because it's a little bigger. Um, you should be able to easily make that thing, you know, between one thirty and one fifty. I mean that, and I don't think that's, you know, I think that's a fair points cost, and it fills a huge hole in the Space Marine roster that people would love. Because how many people want to take a full ten man squad of power armor guys and put a few characters with them, or put an apothecary in a character, or want to take a bigger than ten man? Um, squad but you know but if you do that then you're automatically pushed into where you have to buy a charybdis or a spartan or they won't fit in it i gotcha yeah i'm trying to line it all up right now i made, I made it in photoshop kind of the problem you run into is the doors that little a little area that opens up 
Yeah. Well, they should overlap. Like one, you'll have a full sponsor, and, and then the like the other one would be like almost cut in half. I think. Yeah. Let me see if I get that done because it's because uh, if I cut it off right where it ends, then that's where the issue comes in. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying, though, right? Like you can visualize that like a stretch one, and then put just leave one of the turrets on top. And I think it would look cool too, personally. But yeah. the Sakaran is my favorite. We've talked about this before. Like overall, like looks, fluff, and how it performs on the battlefield. The Sakaran is probably my favorite heresy tank. Yeah, it has very like postmodern aesthetic to it. I think, and that that makes it really unique amongst the other ones. Yeah, it just looks cool. Done. Got it. Yeah, it would look good. Just gotta remove those. Uh, remove the doors. So, I guess you'd have to have two doors if you were just to cut it down the middle. Well, if you, yeah, well, you would only want one door. Like, if you would, you would patch over the other one or whatever, or and then just put a door on it. And then, like I said, you could, you would have to decide whether or not you wanted to make it an assault vehicle or not. That might be, I don't know. If you put it, if you made it an assault vehicle, it would probably have to be a little more points, like one seventy-five, something like that. I dig it. I'll continue doing on this. Let's talk about the uh, the next Sakarian that that was uh, teased. How about that? This is the one that I'm like most puzzled about because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like we were talking about this in our club chat. Like, why would you ever not just take a Scorpus? They're almost the exact same armor, and a Scorpus is like 110 points. So there's no fucking way that this thing is that cheap. And why do you need sponsor guns on a Scorpus? Because you just don't, because you want to hide it behind fucking terrain. And it's on a fast tank that you can't move, because if you move, then it doesn't get the rocket barrage rule. So it just doesn't make any sense, unless it has a lot of special rules that negates a lot of that stuff that I'm talking about. What Almost feel that that vehicle is going to have to be have to have to have some other weapon that is maybe similar to a whirlwind Scorpius, but not the same. Because there's no reason why you would ever, ever, ever take that thing instead of a Scorpius. Hmm. What's the other whirlwind that's out? That's not the, the Scorpius. Hyperius, the 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 anti air one. Yeah. I guess it definitely wouldn't be that because nobody uses yeah, that. Don't worry about that one stealing your girl anytime soon. It is fucking <laughs> shitty. Yeah, it's <laughs> really shitty. It's, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, I've never run into anybody. Eyes, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. I'm busy making this. Uh, I took a Demos. I cut the Demos off. I cut the side off with Demos. So I'm happens. writing a note right now, Scott, to buy fudgicles and whipped cream and peanut butter for game night. Awesome. I'm excited, man. So, Ryan, what do you think would make that uh, that Sakarian playable? Like, not the... Take that... Uh, take that... Buy that tank, take the turret off, and find an old Razorback, remove the Razorback turret, and put it on there, and then say it's Scorpus Whirlwind. What? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> winner, winner. No, I mean, it would have to have a special rule where 
it always gets rocket barrage even if it moves. That'd be pretty powerful. Because if you look at it like a score, uh, a a fucking Sakaran is uh, thirteen, twelve, twelve. I and then the other thing, the Scorpus Whirlwinds, what thirteen, twelve, um, ten. So only the yep. back armor is any different, but it, because it's a rear, you know, like you hide it in the backfield and you stick it behind some line of sight blocking shit. Normally, it like the fact that it's you know thirteen, twelve front and side, same as that thing, and it's going to be. I mean, even if it's just the same cost as a normal, you know, Sakaran, that's what, 165, right? Yep. Um, so the other one's still 55 points cheaper, and you're not really, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the, the standard Scorpius has the twin-linked bolter on it, so it, and the other thing has the heavy bolter on the hull, so you still have that, like, bonus weapon to get blown off instead of your main gun. You know, you still got a 50-50 chance of your... Main, your bonus weapon getting shot off as opposed to the good gun. So you're not... I just really see no reason to take it other than if you just like the way it looks. And in my opinion, it's the shittiest looking of the four Sakarans. It kind of looks goofy. Yeah. It it doesn't seem like it has a role right now. But I'd be interested in seeing what their profile is. I mean, but... It, and it's also... It's also the laziest one. It's literally like they walked around the office and just carried around a Scorpus and was just looking for shit that fit in the hole on top of the Scorpus. <laughs> and they were like, hey, look! Or, on, on top of the Sakara, and they're like, look, this fucking missile launcher sits right in this turret ring. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. That's just what it feels like to me. Sometimes you don't have to break eggs to make an omelet, man. <laughs> just, yeah. just pick it up at the gas station. This is how This is how it went down. Somebody's on the phone ordering fucking dominoes or whatever. They got their feet cooked, kicked up at work and they're like on their doodle pad or whatever. And they're talking to their wife, ordering pizza, whatever. And they got the like toys on their desk and they're like playing with it. And some fucking forge old guy like has it, like he's like got the tanks going, you know, and he's like playing with them and they, he hits one and the fucking turret falls off and he like picks it up and he's not paying attention and he sticks it on the wrong tank. And he's looking at it going, hmm, it kind of looks whatever. Let's just <laughs> throw this in at the fucking case at Warhammer World. Like, done, <laughs> new sculpt. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it was it was it was close to that, but it was actually like the new guy that they had hired on, and they were like, Okay, man, go ahead and knock out that uh the, go ahead and get us a new Sakaran variant. Go ahead and get three of them done. He's like, Okay. But he only heard to get a new Sakaran variant. He didn't know he needed three of them. <laughs> so he's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to put a Punisher cannon. It's going to be tight. I'm going to have it slung on the side. And then his boss came up and like he just kind of like, he's like, man, I don't know why they gave me three months to work on this. Like I only needed like a week. <laughs> Done. Designed up. Finished. And then a week before his presentation, his boss was like, hey man, you got those three variants ready to go? And he's like, three? He's like, yeah, we told you three Sakaran variants. He's like, oh fuck. And so he typed in Sakaran variant on Google. And Matthew Keynes came up. <laughs> and, then, and then immediately after, it was like, okay, I can do that. That's easy to do. I just have to, I have to just change it up. Like, you know, those uh, memes that go around. Oh, I'm going to make one. Oh my yeah. God. I'm going to make it before this is over. Hey man, is it cool if I copy your homework? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just change yeah. it up a little bit. Just change it up a little bit. So the teacher doesn't know. That's exactly what happened. He just changed it up just enough so they didn't know. And then he's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. What else am I going to do? Uh, uh, and then Whirlwind Scorpius turret. That's exactly what went down at Forge World. That's so, is this the same guy who designed that like five Laz Cannon Land Raider? 
Yeah, that's him. <laughs> well, he's got the two like god hammer oh, pattern spawns. Oh my! Like, why did you have to bring that up? Like, how fucking dumb is that thing? Oh my god! The ultra, <laughs> the ultras ultra pattern, or whatever the fuck it's called. Ultimo, it's the terminus pattern, isn't it? It's fucking terminus ultra. Terminus pattern. So what happened if we replaced everything with the last cannon? <laughs> It'd be fucking so great. Hey, what were you saying on the uh, the top of that Sakaran variant that you were making, the transport variant? Like a I thought it would be variant. cool to have a twin-linked twin link Volkite Colvarian. Nothing exists right now with, with that. Nope. Uh, dreadnought, cool? dreadnought arm. Huh? Dreadnought arm. Oh, yeah. Dreadnoughts have a twin. They're giant dreadnought arm taking up the top. Which... Well, what you could do is, you know how they, they have the new one with the big machine gun on it? Got where it's it. like slung on the side? Just replace that with the twin link Volkite Colvarin with the barrels next to each other. I got it. Don't worry. Take care of it. I'm making it making this model a thing right now. I just like that because there's very few things that have a twin linked Volkite Colvarin on them. The only thing, other thing I like if it's a vehicle. The only other thing I can think of that's a tank is the Land Raider Achilles or whatever. I dig it. I'm, uh... This will be done before this episode's over. Don't you worry. Can't wait. Don't you worry your little head, Ryan. So there was the Sakaran Tops. There's also... You can see that I'm worried about this fake tank that I said <laughs> that I didn't care. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't you worry. It's coming for you, baby boy. Didn't they also put out the models for? Uh, didn't they have like Magnus available at the uh, at the event? Uh, I know that they had Magnus yeah. available, and I know that the th new Thunderhawk was also available because Miles bought yeah. Miles over at Little Legend bought the very first Thunderhawk that you could buy. I, Michael, I hope you don't take this as an insult. I want to don't please don't because I don't mean it as an insult. It's actually fun, and it's one of the fun things about you. Okay, how good is he at like? wasting time or doing stuff that's like semi-meaningless like it's not meaningless but it kind of <laughs> is like this like i need you to like come to work with me because i have to kill eight hours every night and i know that michael <laughs> could just like come up with fucking ideas <laughs> like it doesn't like really like when it's all said and done like yeah there's a thing we did a thing but it doesn't really mean or do anything <laughs> no i can it's attest to super that hard to think too like he's very you know <laughs> Like he doesn't fuck around at all. Um, and they I, also, and I'm, I'm like, that's the op like I'm like the opposite. It's like somebody be like, let's do this. I'm like, that's dumb. That's the most illogical thing I've ever heard. Let's yeah. not do that. <laughs> like, what good would that do? <laughs> like earlier today, I like that Mike's like, I like that Mike's like, eh, whatever, Ryan, fuck you. I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like earlier today, me and Michael, we went shooting, and in the car, we spent what like. It felt like 45 minutes just talking about Power Rangers. Like, yeah. <laughs> Michael, like the Steph Curry of wasting time. I'm really good at wasting time, boys. It's, uh, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. Like, I'm not, that's who I, know I... Would if me and Michael, if me and Michael worked together in the storeroom, it would be the beginning scene or the, the first scene that Nicolas Cage is in in The Rock, where he's in the fucking office with his buddy <laughs> and they're like, he gets his fucking Beatles record. And they're like shooting the fucking Hawaiian girl and like setting her skirt on fire and putting it out with the, like the fucking <laughs> little 
whatever it is, the fire extinguisher. extinguisher. Yeah, like shit like that. That's what would be happening. Hey, they came out with those fucking 50 millimeter Custos Terminators too, or had a had a whip of them. Oh they, yeah, I forgot about those. Those big fucks, and they did uh, Lehman Russ's base, like the scenic base to put him in that uh, Ginger Cyclops guy fighting each other. Shooting his magic rocks. Magic yeah. missile at the dark. Magic missile at the dark. <laughs> I cast magic I cast missile. Magic at the darkness. <laughs> Why is that redheaded man so angry at Gary Busey? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny that my wife invented that. That the fact that Lehman Russ looks like Gary Busey. Yeah. And now everybody says that. And that's something for my wife. <laughs> Oh man! Well, Just Michael, so you know, I, we've oh. killed my stops again here, bud. <laughs> Do what? Yes. Got to move on. He's yeah. Michael's fucking around with this stupid Sakaar and tank. Well, I mean, what else is there to talk about Warhammer Fest? Like, let's, let's, look, look at him. What else is there to him? talk his about He totally forgot that he's the main host of this podcast <laughs> because he's so engrossed in making this it's, tank. It's looking good, man. Like, the tank's coming along just fine. <laughs> See, I put the we demo score. We haven't been score. on pause for the last two hours, have we? Hey, Michael. No, here we go. The turret further, put the turret further forward. I think it'd look better. Oh, you just you're interested now. <laughs> oh, you you want to say so? In my tank, that doesn't matter. Hey, hey, hey! If you're gonna make a meaningless like thing, at least make it right. <laughs> like, if like, you're gonna use my vision to make a meaningless thing. Do it as at least use my vision. All of a sudden, this meaningless. My, the, you, your, your eyes kind of got. Oh, it's not bad. That's like it's a little shit. Hey, hey, I'm glad that fucking Scott and Derek and like they can experience my pain now. Like I go away for two fucking weeks and these guys come in and now we're like we're in the brotherhood of what Michael puts us through. <laughs> this is it. It's broken yeah. down into any fucking coffee or hiccup fits yet. So we'll for that. I, does he fucking eat chicken like every time that he comes on? Have you guys like he's always eating food every time I do the podcast? Like, well, now every time well, it's like he's fucking chicken with shit dripping off of his fingers. <laughs> like every every fucking podcast. I'm telling you, it's a. Uh, I'm glad we all had this discussion. Like, I, I guess I'm just a gross person apparently who wastes time. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm so so glad to have you. So next week Michael quits the podcast. Like Brian, <laughs> <For real. laughs> and that's really gonna suck because I don't think any of us can figure out oh, how to make this Scott, shit work. Scott, Scott spilled something. <laughs> what happened? Oh, good. His it's apron good. came in handy. Is what happened? Here, but it's fine. His apron came. Oh, sure. like, very sturdy. It's Blair Witch Project. It's Blair Witch Project. It's Scott's <laughs> nipple. It's zoomed in on his nipple. There we go. Look how nice my apron is. All right. It's all clean. Yeah, I'm Good. pretty sure his apron saved him. I'm sure this will dry out. That's probably what Toshiba had in mind when they made this laptop. <laughs> Was it sweet tea? Did you dump sweet tea on it? Uh, no, no. I spilled, spilled some beer on it. Uh. <laughs> anyway. All right. So back to back to Warmer Fest. So there's those custode terminators. There was the Sisters of Silence with the dual bolt pistols that came out. Those look cool. 
I'm looking forward to those. Although uh, I don't know if anybody that's running the dual bolt pistol Sisters of Silence or why they would. Do you see any benefit to running those, Ryan? Over I mean any anything with dual with like so if they have the dual pistols, they automatically get gunslinger so they can shoot twice with their pistols and still charge. So it'd basically be like making their bolt gun range twelve assault two, and then you would still be dual armed for close combat. Yeah, but they they don't like they're the other weapons are the what those executioner swords or all that. That's giving you the plus one strength. But that's that's an actual different weapon though, because you got the sword and then you got the the ones with the bolt guns. Yeah. And yeah. then you got the ones with the flamers. But they're all different points costs. So the ones with the swords are more expensive. Hmm. So I'm not saying like I would probably take the swords just because I love the look of the sword or whatever. But the sword obviously the ones with the swords I don't think have any shooting weapons. No. It's too and many. and the swords and the swords are two handed, so you're gonna be one less attack. So the bolt pistol ones are going to have two shooting attacks and then an extra attack and assault as well. So it's like volume of attacks. So like the bolt pistol ones would once again be better against like militia because you don't really need that giant fucking sword to kill militia. You'd be way better off with the two shooting attacks followed up by the extra close combat attack. I gotcha. Okay. Make that. Right. Plus they might, they could just be cheaper. You know, and if they're cheaper and you're just like looking for a troops unit that scores and you just want to save some points and you like the looks of them and you want to save some points, I mean, they're not, they're certainly not like a useless unit. Like, I think it's a pretty cool unit. And I think they actually show, they, they also, yeah, we have the, we can, we can look up the points for it, but I don't, I don't have the sisters, I don't have book seven in front of me. Uh, but I'm guessing that they're a, an upgrade or up, they're probably an upgrade or an optional of the ones that come with the bolter because the ones with the bolter are, I believe are a separate entry to the ones with the sword. Is it, is this already a unit that's out the dual bolt pistol? Yeah. it's in. That, a, that's what I'm saying. Is it in the book okay. already? Yeah. Like, it, it's probably an upgrade to the bolter ones, but I don't know my books in the other room. I can go get my book if you want. Nah, it's okay. It's not that important. But anyway, did, and then, of course, uh, Forge World also released this weekend Magnus for real. On top of, they also released his uh, Amon. Amon. Did Finn you see Kingsley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> and also, some more pics of that uh, that transport, the sister transport. That'll be. Uh, I'm I'm super excited about that thing. That yeah. looks like a fun. The bulldozer. Yeah. That guy. Is it the dildozer or the shy hulud? What are we going to call it? Whatever you want, buddy. I don't understand the dildozer reference. It's based off the old, uh, oh, hey, your mom's dildo's here. <laughs> okay. But I'm trying to think of what else came out. That's it. As far as models, yeah, that's all we've seen, really. Unless we're forgetting something big. Uh, no, nothing. Well, yeah, we got something big. Seven point five rules. Yeah, well, <laughs> looking at models, like, cause it, they also came out with the Redemptor. They showed that off this weekend, but that was not. That's not. That's for forty k. That thing looked like a dreadnought made a baby with a, uh, one of those, Mechanicum Mechanicus units. What do they call the Castellan robot? Castellan. No, Castellan. 
Castellan. Castellan. The, the ones that, yeah, the ones that are in 40k. With yeah, the it looks like. Bullhead. Looks like some peasant shit is what it looks like. <laughs> I don't play fucking <laughs> that peasant game. <laughs> so yeah, so that came out, and it's not a Primaris Dreadnought. It's the Redemptor Dreadnought, and I don't know. I don't know why they felt necessary to give the box dread knees when they had a contemptor running around but well some some local guy or somebody on the internet said that they heard that i was going to battle tech was that you it was derek derek said that they heard that i was going to battle tech so they just decided to make a battle tech sunder into a dreadnought so that i would still play <laughs> like right no <laughs> we'll we'll change for you we'll change that and then even the, the fucking even even the guns are in the same place as Asunder from Battletech. It's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know, man. I don't like how everything's getting rounded off. Like, that was one thing that I really did like about the box spread was it was, like, really squared off. And everything in the universe was, like, had hard edges and hard lines. Whereas, like, and now on the, like, on the cast lens and all that, like, Everything's kind of like their fingers are rounded off and all that stuff. And like even on the knights, like even on the new knights' hands, everything's kind of like rounded off. I don't know. It's hard oh, to explain. Yeah, on the gauntlet. Like it's not like a power fist, just like a big blocky fucking power fist of hate. It's like a like a, a sleek Eldar power fist. You know, like it, it just, it, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the new aesthetics that are coming out with it. I just don't. It looks more, it looks like War Machine. It looks more like War Machine stuff. I mean, if anything, I could agree and understand. Like, if you were to take a Mechanicum, like, Super Magos, which it sounds like they do have. It looks like that's what that one dude's running around as. The dude who brought Gilliman back. And he was like, hey, make our make our Dreadnoughts better while you're at it, while you're making new Marines. He's like, gotcha. No problem, fam. And then he's like, what do I have that's like a Dreadnought? A Castellan. Let me go ahead and steal some designs from that. Like, I could see that. Like, that's how they explain how this came around. But other than that, like, this does not seem like something where that's like a new Dreadnought variant that's like was... This was just came forged. around because they, they want to make True Scale Marines, but they just made a bunch of new Marine kits that people bought, and they know if they just dropped True Scale that we're not making normal Marines anymore, people would be pissed. So they're going to drag this out over a two-year period of releasing larger Marine shit, and then kill off the Space Marine line, and then say, well... We know we've killed it off, and you can still play with your other guys. There's nothing wrong with that. So you're, you can just say your other Marines are Primaris Marines or whatever, but you know you can use Marines of either size, but then they're only going to sell the larger stuff. Yeah. I bet. I kind of feel... That's exactly with 25mm bases, basically, to 32s. It's just, it'll be the same thing. Like It's okay if you use these, but we're only going to put these in the boxes. Like, that kind of thing. I kind of want to see... Uh, uh, I- I feel like this could have been a conversation because with like the rogue trader metal Marines, like I want to, cause like new plastic Marines, not Primaris, like just normal plastic Marines. They're much larger than the metal ones. Like, I'm very curious as to like what happened during this transition. It was like, this is the same conversation everyone was having. Like, Oh, you can use a new plastic Marines. No, no, you're fine. You can use your old metal terminators. They're fine. They'll, they'll be okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we have these new badass Terminators on 40 millimeter bases who uh, kick dog shit out of your <laughs> your metal Terminators who look like they're shitting. Uh, <laughs> looks like they're constipated. Um, I just wanted to, like, 
I don't know. I'm kind of interested in what the conversation was like that long ago, whenever the plastic Terminators and plastic tactical Marines dropped. I feel like it's very similar to the one we're having right now about Premier's Marines. Yeah, but back then they just said, hey, we're making bigger, cooler Marine sculpts. They didn't like try to trick you by saying, hey, there's this new thing that it's really not just that we wanted to make true scale Marines. It's this new, like. Yeah, I guess so. I, I did see at speaking of you know Warhammer Fest, I did see they had them painted up in Space Wolves, they had them painted up in Blood Angels, uh, and they had them painted up in Dark Angels to show that like, you know, all the all the all the legions were getting them or all the chapters were getting them. That's the conversation I want to see, like Logan Grimnar when all these like Premier Space Wolves show up, they're all speaking like high high Imperial Gothic like, hello, uh, we're here to provide reinforcement. And then Logan Grimnar responding, speaking native Fenrisian is like, fucking what? <laughs> Who the fuck are these guys? It's like, don't, uh, don't worry, we had some Lima. Say, here, here's new marine models. They're bigger and cooler. <laughs> there you go. I'd have been fine with that. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know why they needed to write all this fluff for you know, just making new marine models that they wanted to make. Balls destroyed, like balls getting fucked. Do you see that? Do you see the fluff? Like they just dropped the fluff on what happened to Ball. Like I'm sure this doesn't matter in the Horus Heresy uh, universe, but I mean this is something that like I feel everybody that's listening right now probably has some investment in like 40k at some point. Uh, but apparently Leviathan, the the High Fleet, like completely wiped out Ball and everybody on it and so they called in every chapter to come help except the lamenters even some chapter called the bloody something like some excommunicate chapter blood knights man the blood knights yeah the blood knights were even allowed to come help and they got fucking wiped the fuck down like dropped into like <laughs> because they're not the ultramarines that did the same thing and were able to save McCrag. it's the blood angels so they have to fail at it they're not <laughs> blue. so so exactly so they were Can we move on from this this is going to upset me i want to <laughs> well, like we 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 have to talk about it so like so so they're getting wiped the fuck out and then uh Guillemin shows up in his like he shows up like a boss in his uh, his shit <laughs> with all of his with all of his new Primaris Marines to show like, <laughs> he shows he up digs up the corpse of Sanguine- Sanguinius and then penetrates his butthole and then, yeah, sp- like, then spins him on his dick Wi-Fi was there yeah. too like, he spins him on his dick like a <laughs> fucking slap chop and just like walks through the Tyranids and kills the whole thing with the corpse of Sanguinius stuck to his dick yeah cool. yeah Thank you, know, you Gilliman. So, so I was reading. I was reading this new fluff. Like I was reading this new, like this Blood Angels fluffs. Like to, so, like Scott, Scott's dying. You can't see him. He looks like you earlier when I was making fart noises when I tried to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So, like you know, I understand that this is like this is how you um, this is how you make sure that like most of the Blood Angels are killed out. So this is how you can explain that there's like more. Primaris Blood Angels now that it's like oh well you know their chapter and all their their, their sub chapters and all the stuff like all their successor chapters got wiped out in this one battle with Leviathan but every time I read it or every time I look over it I think about like have you ever like had some had played somebody who like gave you the fluff of their army 
and they're you're just sitting there like damn you really fucking tried to stretch to make this happen like you really wanted to be like a and you're just like listening to it and you're just like this is the like weirdest fluff that makes no fucking sense you've ever thrown at me and would never happen like this is like canon now this is like fucking real like leviathan came out of nowhere and a warp storm ripped open in the middle of the galaxy and the (laughs) it's not it's not real to me (laughs) it hasn't happened yet it's not real to me (laughs) it's bonkers man like it's so bonkers like it's so bonkers like it's like a reading a like uh, Warhammer 40k subreddit fanfic, and like like somehow they're like, you know what, you write good good fanfics. Let's go ahead and get you. Let's hop you in. Let's make you make the canon, buddy. Well, I feel like they kind of basically, in my opinion, what they wanted to do was basically when they transitioned from fantasy to Age of Sigmar, they just killed off the old world and then redid their own Age of Sigmar. It's like a totally different thing, but people got so upset about that. I feel like they kind of, they still wanted to do it with 40k, but they didn't want to just do it like they did Age of Sigmar, so they're doing it in a stealth way. Because it's like, oh, we're just totally rearranging the galaxy. Oh, and all these little wormholes open up. We swear they're not realm gates. Oh, and all these other marine things and Cadia and all this shit. Yeah, it all died, but don't worry, we're not killing it. <laughs> but it all died. And then we're going to replace it with all these newer, bigger marines. But don't worry, they're not replacing marines, but they're replacing marines. Like, I don't, like, okay, cool. So you just, you know, you that's what you're doing. And then you're changing to Age of Stigmar style rules. Like, all right, cool. Just do it. Like, I get it. Like, you're not hiding it from me. Like, it's, like, I can connect the dots. It's not real hard. Like, I have higher than a, you know, second grade intellect. I, I see so, what you're doing. So let me just ask real quick. Can you play Age of Sigmar? Can you play as the Empire? I don't know. They did. They did. Yeah. Like Scott said, they put rules out originally and they were like the stupid bullshit rules where if you have a better mustache than your opponent, you get rerolls and stuff with the Kurt Helborg model, like shit like that. What about Bretonians? I'm not Can joking. You play as Bretonians? Nope. They're fucking nope. totally dead. They're gone. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. I know you can you can play as Tomb Kings, but there are no like you can't buy Tomb King models anymore. There's none in existence. You have to buy third party shit or find old stuff that people are selling on eBay. But they do have rules for it. But I would imagine when they do Age of Sigmar Second Edition, they won't even support. You know what I mean? They'll just basically they're kind of like where um, squats were when Second Edition came out. Where here's the squat rules in this one little pamphlet. Where if you have squat models, you can play them. But then as soon as Third Edition came out, like it wasn't compatible anymore, and they never revisited them. So that's where Bretonians. Kings and shit like that was. How long do you think before they drop off the word Primaris? <laughs> oh, we were joking about this. Me and Tom Gold from Australia. Yeah. And we were we literally entered a pool, like pick a date and who could get closest to the date without going over. And we have like a betting pool. And like me and him both think two years, like roughly two years, but he fucking got to go first and he chose November. I think he chose November of 2018. And I was like, fuck, you won. I didn't want to guess because that's going to be like the big Christmas release thing, like all that. They'll probably, you know, do some bullshit and get rid of them and all that. And there'll be like some big release. And I'm like, that's just too good of a guess, Tom. You win. You win the internet. <laughs> I could just like see the like Warhammer TV YouTube video released. 
It's like, we are a dying race. <laughs> like, <laughs> some poor space marine, like, who's now a janitor. <laughs> like, because there's so many Primaris marines out there. Like, this, you're just obsolete. Like, it's like, they just make Why? him chapter. They just make him chapter surfs. They just give him a fucking like <laughs> potato sack, potato sack with the chapter emblem on it to wear. They're scrubbing the ship. His fucking didn't... wife left him for this taller, more handsome version of him. <laughs> you, need <to> make, <laughs> you, need, you need to make a um, a meme of a Primaris Marine pissing in a urinal and it, like overflowing and running out of the urinal on a normal space marine's head as he's scrubbing the bathroom floor. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I want to make a picture of, like, a normal marine trying to drive a new rhino and his feet don't reach the pedals. (laughs) He's like, no. (laughs) The day he knew he was no longer going to be needed was the day he couldn't reach the pedals on the new Primaris rhinos. He's like, No. I mean, there's there's bound to already be like a uh, you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about, right? Yeah, oh, that's out there. That's been out there. I think Scott said that the first day. Like, this is the <laughs> true. Like, that's the exact situation. It's you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about. It's taller, better looking, smarter, better job. I, I just want to point this out. <laughs> who, who was it that pointed this out? I, it was somebody in our game club. So Gilman, right? So the heresy happens and you have the heresy like squad organization where you have all guys with bolters and then you have tactical support squads that all have plasmas or whatever. So people, when these Primaris Marines came out, they're like, look, you get a whole plasma team. It's just like heresy, you know, this and that. And I'm like, so wait a minute. So Gilliman systematically dismantled that type of force organization to go to the Codex Astartes version where you have a tactical squad with one guy with a special weapon, one guy with a heavy weapon, like literally went out of his way to write this fucking book. That's a, and then almost went to war with Dorn over implementing the book to make sure everybody did it this way. And then he fucking falls asleep like fucking snow white or sleeping beauty or whatever. And then the second he wakes up, he makes new boyfriends that, and then immediately goes back to what he just dismantled. And what's crazy is it's not that he like over 10,000 years learned the difference. Like, it's not like he's like, Okay, no, this isn't working. Like, okay, no, we this this worked. It wasn't like ten thousand years of like like learning or anything. It was like went to bed, woke up. Like, technically, yesterday was the day he went to like he went into like cryo sleep, which was like ten thousand years ago. So like he's everything should still be fresh on his mind about how good the Codex Astartes is. And he's just like, well, fuck all that shit. Like, that's what I thought yesterday. That was yesterday. <laughs> Well, he like I said, they literally like it literally went back to the like pre heresy or the the heresy organization of putting all your special guys in one squad and all your bolters. It's just so weird. It's like, I I mean, let's call it what it really is. It's a bunch of like interns and new people that don't actually know the fluff that just saw heresy stuff and went, hey, these heresy guys seem to like this. Let's do this without really realizing, uh, like why it is that way and why it was the other way and know what they're doing at least it seems like i don't know also like they they skipped a whole mark of power armor it's mark 10 well where's mark 9 well we don't know it's mark 10 because x is cooler than (laughs) extreme power extreme x is cooler than x with a v in front of it it's gotta be plants crave so (laughs) (laughs) they they did say that uh that the Mark Nine power armor would be showing up. That was on its way. 
Yeah, I think one of the emails or something they said, or something that was in the uh, it was FAQs on the live they feed. put out was yeah. like yeah, because somebody who says, who, somebody who knows the fluff fucking called them out on it, and they went, <laughs> "Oh yeah, we've got Mark Nine Tower coming out. It's on the way." No, it was like it, the official response was, uh, "Who says there's more? There's only one Mark of Primaris Marine." Where so. where is like the JP? Like they should have him on like speed dial or something like that. Like they should have like somebody there like like the cannon filter like the fluff master. The, like hey, can we uh can we do this? It's like uh, no, god damn it! <laughs> like no, but you can't. Here's how you spin it so it works. <laughs> exactly. You need somebody who could spin it so like it it could be sold instead of just like. And then a warp rift broke into the middle of the, the the entire galaxy, and everybody's hurting. I don't know. Yeah. I've been wanting to talk that's to enough, you. That's enough forty. That's enough forty k for me. Yeah, there we go. I, I've I've been wanting I've been wanting to talk to you about that so hard, Ryan. Like you have no <laughs> idea. Like it had to be recorded. There's no way I could have let that not be recorded, not be not be given to the world. <laughs> how you felt about these new primaries marines <sighs> so anyway let's talk about the big announcement at warmer fest the big announcement that shocked the world and melted ryan's phone horus heresy will be sticking with seventh edition or a new rule book with seven edition rules will be written for horus heresy is what it sounds like which i hope what that means is they keep the Basically, they keep all the things we like about 6.5 or 7, whatever, however you want to call it. Because it's really, Heresy is really more 6th edition. Like, we've kind of, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but Heresy rules are, are more 6th than they are 7th. It's kind of like a mesh of the two. But the core things that I believe make it different than 40K, and, and in my opinion, quite a bit better than 40K, are the things that they kept from 6th, like only troop score, um, you know, things like that, which we've talked about in the past several times. Right. So I hope that they do the things that we've talked about. Cause this is what I've wanted from the get go. Like I have, I, I don't know if I post, I know I posted it a few places. Like when people were asking me why I was leaving the hobby and all this, I'm like, look, this is not, this should not be something new to you guys. Like this is going in the opposite direction of where I want to go. Like, and which is what we thought, like, what's what everybody thought was happening before this dropped. But I wrote him an email before we even started recording this podcast that was read out on the Eye of Horus, stating plainly, you should write your own rules, you should write them for this and this and this reason. You know, that, I mean, you guys can go back and find that if you want, but this is what I've, I've been wanting this for years, three or four years. I have that email. So, you, uh, you forwarded it to me. Um, but anyway, I, I really, there's just a few things that I would personally like to see change from the current heresy that I think would actually clean the game up a lot and truly make it more streamlined and play faster and also be more fun and get rid of a lot of the things that are kind of eye rolly that people don't like. May 5th of 2016 is when you forwarded it to me. So yeah, a year ago. Do you want to read it off? Do you want to read? I mean, I don't. Oh, think you don't. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, everybody knows my stance on 
like th- that I basically have always not I wanted a a pure line in the sand drawn division between fucking heresy and 40k where when they they can't basically release something for 40k that then affects heresy that's what I've wanted from the beginning because in my mind they've always been two distinct games and I've always tried to argue that heresy like people that keep saying like well heresy needs to go to 8th cuz the main game is going to 8th I'm like why like Age of Sigmar has different rules than 40k. I don't have to, you know what I mean? Like they're totally even now going to eight. They're they're similar, but they're still not the same. Like I can't take my Sigmarines and play them in. Like there's nothing wrong with having multiple game systems. I don't understand why they have to be the same, and they've never been the same. Heresy has always been a distinctly different game to 40k rules wise. It just is, and it wasn't, and it wasn't broken. Like, it wasn't, you know, not fun for everybody. Like, it seems like 40K has been, you know, you have all these, uh, uh, all these refugees from 40K going over to Horus Heresy, and, you know, it, it, it makes sense to keep it a different well, game. And, and that's what kills me is people are like, well, th- Heresy's going to lose people back to 8th edition now that they're, I'm like, they're going to go back to 8th and get one smell of the bullshit that is 40K and come back because it's not the rules, it's the community. Rules cannot fix that fucking community. They cannot fix it. Within a fucking month, I was just telling this on the RFI Crusader host, I give it a month before they already have cutesy names for lists like Screamer Star. It'll be fucking Primaris Primaris Wing or some fucking bullshit. Somebody will find some shit that they can spam out some horse shit because they figured out the math that if you spam out Strength six or whatever, because everything wounds everything. It's the magic number, and I can roll this many buckets of dice, and it kills whatever the fuck you take. And you'll go to an event, and it'll be three different armies that are all running the same shit that you can go to every table, and it has the same bullshit on it, just like every year at Adepticon. That will be no different. There's no way it's going to be different, because that's in the community, not in the game. (laughs) It's as simple as that. Astra, Astra Militarum Punisher cannons just everywhere. Everywhere, the forgotten cannon, <laughs> just on everything. Well, maybe I'm not. I'm not even speculating what that thing will be, but I'm just saying that Eighth Edition, because of that toughness chart, and it's only a D6 system now, and the way they've invented that toughness chart, that's going to be the easiest thing in all games that I'm aware of to exploit. You're literally going to be able to look at the stats from day one, get your calculator out, and go, deek, 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 deek. oh, this is the perfect. X is the perfect strength. X is the perfect AP. X is the perfect, like, however many wounds. So what is the weapon profile that's closest to this magic numbers that I came up with? Oh, it's this? Okay, well, what in my army can I spam out that has the most of this? Okay, cool, done. And then it just becomes a straight stat roll-off. Because that's what they do now in 40k. And now it's going to be easier to do that. So why would they change doing that? And you're saying that it would only be easier because there's no caps? Yeah. Because before you had to have weapons for different... Like I like I had this type of weapon to deal with if somebody ran Horde. Or I had this type of weapon if somebody ran Armor. And I had to make actual fucking tactical choices. Now I don't. Now I can have one weapon that's in the middle that because of volume of fire plus the way the t- toughness chart works where as long as it's not... because. D- What's the highest toughness we've seen so far? Nine? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. I guess so. I mean, but they're taking away ten caps, but... 
Well, I'm just saying, like, there's going to be a magic. They're gonna they're gonna be able to look at profiles and go, 95.7% of all vehicles are tough nine or less. So if I have a strength five weapon, I'm wounding them two thirds of the time. Yeah, that's what they're gonna do, or six, or whatever that magic number is. So you're gonna be able to do that, and then you're gonna find something that's that strength that shoots a bunch, so it'll also kill horde guys, and then you're just gonna spam it, and it's easy to do. You can't do that in the current system because there's hard caps. Because that's why you can't spam heavy bolters, or if you do, you're only going to be able to deal with one type of unit. Where if you spam las cannons, you you can't deal with if somebody brings a bunch of you know min max power armor guys or whatever. You have to actually make choices. This is just like, well, as long as I can roll sixes or roll enough dice to get enough sixes, it doesn't really matter what the fuck. I can just spam whatever this magic thing is, and it just deals with everything. Sounds like the Sickerin's going to get real nasty in 8th edition. Because I feel like Strength 6, and then now it's like Twin Linked is not Twin Linked anymore. You just get double the shots. By the way, by the way what I'm talking about now, I, I, I'm not going to call people out and name them by name, but I know Tournament 40K players that are already sitting down figuring this stuff out just from the leaks. So when day one launch hits, it's already going to be figured out. They're already got their fucking abacus and pencil out, and they're writing down everything Games Workshop's <laughs> leaked and already calculating it to figure this shit out to abuse it from day one. It's happening right they've now. Got, they've got their oh, uh, their trophy trophy polish. About. Yeah, Scott Scott's smiling. So fuck <laughs> yeah. They got a man. That's how it is. That's the that's that's the community. So I guess the big the big question on everybody's mind with this uh, with this announcement that the Age of Darkness rulebook will be coming out is how long until we switch to eight? Because the Forge World hasn't said that okay, well this is going to be the rule set for Heresy through the end of the Heresy. There's still that email that said the plan is still to switch Heresy to eighth edition or eighth edition compatible, and so. Once again, we're we're right back to this air of nobody knows what's going to happen. Yeah, Scott. Scott wants to say something. What do you want to say? Buddy? I'm. I can tell you, I'm of this mind. I think that email and all that stuff was utter bullshit. I think that was all misdirection, smoke and mirrors, and fucking fishbowl lies, man. I think personally, when they released that slide at the uh, at the weekend or. A lot of information it said in there made specific reference to trying to keep the materials that were already available as valid as possible. Like this rule book will be compatible with all materials available. What I think they're going to do is a is a situation that Ryan suggested is this will stay rule set. It'll be modifiable over time like they do FAQs or second edition or whatever throughout the continued release of all these books. That's that's kind of the vibe I got personally, but that's what I hope. I hope, yeah. I hope Scott's right. I'm not saying like, I don't know. I've already, these guys have heard this analogy, but the listeners have it. I feel like Charlie Brown about to kick the football, yes. but I fucking feel like, because it's like, I just can't deal with like, cause even Scott's saying he thinks that email's bullshit, but the problem is that it come directly from Forge World's fucking email account. And then they'll put different conflicting shit on their Facebook. And then they have seminars and they say different conflicting shit at seminars. That's ridiculous. Like, 
you have to all be on the same page. Like all three of those things are your official channels, right? And we, me and me and Michael, before Scott and Derek came on this podcast, if somebody sent us even a fucking Facebook message, if I looked at it and it said red already, I would contact Michael and see if he'd already given this person an answer because I didn't want to contradict. I mean, and we're not like a professional, like we did this shit for free or whatever, but I still like, I don't want to fucking be confusing and put out like, this is our product. You know what I mean? Like this is the product that we put out. We're proud of this product. We don't want to send mixed messages about it. They're this giant, you know, company that's supposed to be worth all this money and they need to all be on the fucking same page. I mean, I work at a bullshit power plant and I'm the smallest cog in the machine. I'm the fucking guy from office space with his swing line stapler that they've forgotten about that still gets a paycheck. I really yep. am. I'm that guy. Yep. Even I even I get fucking memos that notify me of this is what we're doing. This like everyone needs to be on the same page. This is the fucking mission that the company is on. This is the direction we're going in. And it's it's ridiculous to me that you get all this conflicting stuff. Especially on that people. said, I want to Oh, sorry, go ahead, Derek. Like, especially ahead. on people who are like PR people, like people who are answering emails, uh, setting up these slides, posting on Facebook, like, like exactly as you're saying, they should at least get a memo of what has been said, what the official stance is. Okay, so whenever I said earlier that fucking British people need to get their goddamn notepad out and take notes, okay. from now on, from now on, 100%, if you don't do this, please, please do this. From now on, when you ask these fuckers a question, at one of these seminars, do me a favor. Go up to him and say, hey, I want to ask you this question. Don't answer me right now, but this is the question I'm going to ask you. And then let them process that. Then say, then get out your smartphone, turn on the fucking video camera, part of your smartphone, and say, I'm going to film you answering this question now. I've already given you the question, so I'm not surprising you. So think very carefully about how you're going to answer this question that I'm about to ask you. Say, then hit fucking record on your video camera and then ask them the question and see what they fucking say. Cause it puts them on the spot and it makes them goddamn have to think. And then once you have fucking video of that, that shit never goes away. Once you put that shit on the internet, it's forever. So then when they fucking say some contradicting shit or we get these fucking crazy emails, we have fucking video evidence of these people saying this shit that you can go back to and hold them accountable for. Well, if this is the case, then why did you say this? And they have to actually address it instead of just sweeping it under the rug and playing this fucking weird distraction game or whatever the fuck they do. It's ridiculous. Like why, how hard would it be just to like literally record them and ask them the question? I know like that's people over in Britain right now are going <gasps> and like clutching, clutching at their brooch because that's a very American <laughs> fucking very american like in your face fucking thing to do i don't give a fuck that's what we do shit over here me and michael were just talking about that we don't like being bullshitted we fucking americans hate that shit we want you to be straightforward to the point fucking tell us something and do what you tell us and that's what drove me nuts and that's what continues to drive me nuts about fucking games workshop like don't be these like like you know polite pearl clutching like, fucking ask them a question and then hold them accountable for it. It's the only way they're going to get better. I know that's what makes me better because when I do something or say, hey, I'm going to do, like, if Scott is like, hey, bud, will you do this for me? And I agree to help him. I, I hold myself accountable to actually help him and stick to my word and do it. And I man up and do it. 
And I actually like feel saddened and disappointed in myself when I let him down and don't do it or go against my word or whatever. And then if I, if something comes up where it has to actually change, like for whatever reason, I literally have to go back and address it. And I, I have to tell him, you know, Scott, you know, I, I know I told you this, this was the conversation we had, but the situation has changed in this way. So now I have to go in this other direction, but I do at least have to go back and, you know, address that. Yes, this was said, but now it's changed. They, for whatever reason, they either don't do it because they, I don't, I just don't get it. Like they just, it just seems like it's, there's no accountability. They say whatever they want. They release whatever they want. And then what makes it worse is you got these fuckers that defend it. Like these people that don't, they're not affiliated with Games Workshop. They're just fans of Games Workshop and they fucking defend it to the better end. And it's like, I know you're not getting like a fucking, uh, you know, check every month to shill for Games Workshop. I know that's not a thing. So what the fuck? Like, why are you like saying this is okay when it's not? It's clearly not okay. It's just really odd to me. And I know it's just plastic soldiers and little toy men and shit, but this really got to me. I was talking to Michael before the show because I was out. I was done and over with. Like I was selling my shit off. I had to sit down and I've, I've already figured up the, the price that I was trying to sell my armies for. And I went through my word bearers and started pricing it out. And the, the way I did it was I had to find the price that I actually have in the army. Like this is what I have in it. Cause I didn't want to sell it for a loss. And then I was, cause I was talking to Samson because he's a commissioned painter. And I'm like, Hey man, these word bearers are painted really well. What would you charge? And he said, I would charge for those at a minimum, whatever you have in them plus and just double it. So like cost what you have double. So I figured up the cost in my word bear army, which is one of my smaller armies. And I have like 18 or $1,900 in it. So I guess what I'm saying is people that say, Oh, it's just plastic men. It's just whatever. And it's like, man, I have, just in this one army, I have $1,900 plus probably five, 600 hours, whatever, and getting it ready for the tabletop and making it nice because I'm passionate about it. So it is important. Like, I feel like when you do this shit and you lie to people, you're lying to, you're lying or misdirecting or misquoting, whatever you want to say, lies a strong word. I know people get triggered by that, whatever. You're still fucking with someone's like a vast investment of time and money that somebody's put in. And that's what made me so upset, and that's what made me want to walk away. And mm. I, I don't think that that's unfair to say. No, no, uh, not at all. And especially, I mean, Ryan, you've always been a anti-G-Dub Forge World apologist. Like, you, you've definitely always kind of, like, stood your ground on, uh, on the shills, and you've <laughs> had very live conversation with these chills as well uh but i don't know i i, I mean i really it, it's you know as much as i'd like to say that uh you know people are like oh well this is you know this is on a slide now and this is like this is how it's gonna be well i would think that if you're writing something in an email to somebody that's as i mean that's as good as a tape recorder you know like that's as good as getting videotape like this Should is like be. Forge World letterhead. Like, hey, there's people on our Facebook right now. You can go on there and look that are saying, "Well, the email in the email they're saying the same thing about that's on the slide. It's really no different." I'm like, "Well, buddy, our brains must be totally 100 percent different than yours because clearly what is on the email 
totally contradicts what's on the slide. But there are people saying it doesn't. So there you go. I don't know. I feel like there could be like a darker, a darker, like a, a darker truth here where they're just kind of like, well, because my biggest thing was. I have a theory about it. If it go ahead. Go ahead. Scott, Scott, please. My theory is, man, is you said you said they employ somewhere around about 200, 300 people for like what they can. It's 190. They're, 192, I think is what Michael said. Be their main body. Is he breaking up for you too? Yeah, much? he's breaking. I can't like hear that, him. Right. Hang, hang on, can Scott. You, you broke up real bad. You'll have to start again. Oh, we can hear you now. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Good. You're back. Clear. All right. AT and T. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Um. So, my thought is, man, is Forge World's probably what a a, a body that consists of about twenty or thirty like individuals that. They're responsible for like design and marketing and all that. Like through this whole process, and I, I don't think it's as apparent to probably the 40k guys and stuff because they they got a very clear picture of what they were getting. But for us, it really showed through that there's a huge like lack of communication between those two parties. And I, I'm almost of the mind that I'm not even sure they did it intentionally. I think it was just like. The one hand not talking to the other, and I, that's probably even worse, you know, than it would be if it was intentionally. Because I mean, that's a company that produces, I, I garnishes what about 120 million dollars in revenue a year. Um, God damn, man, you got to paint a clear picture for your consumers because that's like that's for for those of us that have to budget annually like the amount of money you're allowed to spend which you really do in this hobby especially because it is absolutely everything we spend money on in this hobby is frivolous like it's not something we need it's not something our families need we unless we're like you know somehow turning revenue secondhand off this product we're not we're not paying our bills with it so i i would really hope that in the future, moving forward, they could paint a clearer picture for their consumers so we can plan to give them our money more accurately. I mean, I don't think that's asking too much. You know what I'm saying? Because it, I did not in any way think that this was going to happen. And I'm down for the set, whatever happens. I don't give a shit. But, like, it is, it is very frustrating to think things are going to go one way and then have it flipped on its head because... That I mean, it affects how I spend my money. Like, don't shoot yourself in the foot by not telling me the truth. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm I'm here. I'm, I want to give you my money, but it has to be based off of factual information. Which, in this case, I think I think it highlighted a serious lack of communication on the two parts. I suppose. For sure, like I, well I said, that's a that's exactly the way I feel as well. And I think my biggest thing right now is what I'm really worried about. And it could just be because of, you know, it just scrolling through too much, a uh, conspiracy subreddit and like realizing how like people, right. yep. uh, people, people make, uh, decisions in our government, you know, or, like big business based on the bottom line. Oh, yeah. I, Especially here. Fucking yeah. Those British people don't even know about the depth of political corruption. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So, so my biggest fear right now is that, and 
And, and this is probably, and I know Ryan says like him leaving had nothing to do with it and all this stuff. But I mean, definitely whenever they announced that they were going to switch to eighth edition at some point with no given time, a lot of big things happened at one time. Like whenever the, the, um, the Geno 5.2 email came out, the, the community, I guarantee went on a freeze, went on a buying freeze. Like I know I wasn't looking yep. at anything oh, yeah. to buy. I, you know, and yep. they have no time frame that they can give me. They, definitely have no idea on what kind of time frame they should be expecting to release 8th edition. They have no idea when it's going to come out. So I guarantee whenever that email leaked out and that email was sent and, you know, whenever they accidentally posted the Red Book information on the Forge World website and whenever they did this, I would bet that their pockets were hit. Like, I bet it their pockets probably plummeted because... I mean, if you remember, immediately after that, they offered up a free warlord. Like, and who was gunning for that warlord? Nobody was gunning for that. Warlord. There was a raffle for a warlord if you spent money with Forge World. But I mean, immediately you have everybody clamming up because nobody understands when Eighth uh, Edition is going to come out, so they don't know what they should be buying. Uh, immediately, you know, the the faucet gets turned off, and what can Forge World do at that point? They can either release a date that they're going to be switching to 8th edition, which they don't want to do because they have no idea, or they can release a retraction and say, hey, we're going to stay at 7th edition for a little bit longer, but we're not going to say how long we're going to be in 7th edition. You know, that's that's what my biggest fear is, that they're going to just like, oh, we'll write our own 7th edition rules, don't worry, keep buying from us, like, uh, we're sorry. Like, And in reality, the whole idea is, oh, we know we're switching to 8th edition, this is happening, we just don't want to like announce it yet because... The will dry up. Like we can't survive. Hence, why I feel like Charlie Brown. Because this is that's how what you just said is how I think Games Workshop operates. That's how I think it operates. Now I'm 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 like I wanted. I'm trying not to like. I don't want to read too deeply into it because I kind of felt they would write their own rules for a super long time. And then I started drinking the Kool-Aid and believing, like, well, 8th edition is going to happen. And I need, and I was, no shit, last night there I was reading about the combat phase. And I was like, man, this is fucked. And I was like, this is, <laughs> oh, Jesus. So I was like, well, okay. Um, and then no <laughs> the combat shit, phase what is so I awful. assumed, I was like, holy fuck, this is terrible. And I was like, well, okay. Well, it's just the way it is, whatever. You know, I'll make it to work. And, um, my my assumption was correct. I think. Hang on, Scott. Hang on, you're breaking I up. Think Hang what on. we have, man, what we suffer for on the own way is there are a lot of people with social media. Check one, two. Hang on. Hang oh on. god, Hold I on. feel like this is gonna be such a strong like rant too. Like I feel like I felt yeah, like- it was really good. Uh, you cut out when you said uh, he said assume or assumption or something like that. Okay, Sorry. can you hear me now? Yeah, I can yeah, hear you. Yeah, you're now. back. You're back, buddy. Okay. So the thing is, man, is you have a lot of people who have the ability to share opinions online that are in no way vetted, fact checked, nothing. They can just go out there and spew their shit and get people all worked up and pissed off and upset and slowly but sure. And you know, they it it really does get in the cracks people and starts pulling them apart man and i think that was a huge issue on this because all of these people who had all of these theories you can put them out there 
and you'll read them going through a thread or whatever, and you try to dismiss them mentally, but still in the back of your mind, they're there. You know, like, what if they're right? And in our community that I think functions off a certain measure of mutual trust, like that really fucked with a lot of people through this kind of transition until we got a full answer of what we were doing. And I think it, it compounded on the fact that maybe Forge World wasn't getting good information from Games Workshop or wasn't getting good guidance, whatever it was, or vice versa. I don't fucking know. I don't work there. But it was only compounded by people who I think wanted to be fucking fire starters, to be honest, and wanted to cause problems. Like people who wanted to say something to get people all pissed off because they just thrive off that shit. I mean, that's like a, that is like 21st century internet fucking culture to a T. And, so. and, and Scott's right, because I went, as soon as I decided to quit and, and I, you know, we did our last episode, I literally went into Facebook and just unfollowed fucking everything. Yeah, 40 exactly. 30K, okay. Except for the RFI patron chat the podcast chat because I'm friends. I, I consider myself friends with those people. Like I want to talk to them whether I played or not. And then our game club chat. And then that was it. And, and the RFI Facebook page. So that was it. Other than that, I, did, I wasn't reading anything. I wasn't looking at anything because I didn't want to be one of the guys on the other side, like Scott and be bitter and posting shit. Like I just wanted to stay out yeah. of it as much as I could. And I did even on the little the behind the scenes chat, like the patron chat, I got sucked in a little bit. I did, I, and I'll admit that. But I try, I really honestly was trying not to. I was just trying to move on and be whatever. But at least it was. I at least kept it to private channels with friends. I didn't go out and put it on the internet and try to, you know, get everybody to get their pitchforks out and a touch, you know, attack Forge World because I felt like. I was on the losing side, but I didn't like try to make everybody else life miserable because I was losing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and, I think a big thing was that like, fuck, I kind of lost my train of thought, but honestly, if I had just done what you did until this weekend, this whole thing would have been fine. But it was so many people who had that like eat their young mentality where they really get some kind of drive out of pissing other people off and ruining their experience. That's what fucking made all this so shitty and hard, you know, really. Yeah. And, and the, I felt like the only thing, even on the private back channels that I was bitching about, it was just honestly, like I was just being honest. It wasn't like I was just spewing hate. It was like new mechanics would release like the fucking, the wound, the, the wound chart that we just went over. And to me, I'm looking at it. And I immediately recognized that this is going to be a problem with eight. Like it literally clicked on my head. It took me three seconds to go. Then I went, oh, fuck, that's going to be an issue. And then when people were like discussing it, I would kind of jump in and be like, hey, did you notice this? And then because I had already quit and said I'm going to quit, then they kind of got mad at me because I think they took it as I was trying to piss in their fucking cereal. They're like, well, what's this guy's just trying to be a dick, you know, and drag me into his misery because he's quit when I really wasn't. I was. Honestly, just having a discussion about, you know, just general game mechanics, not really about you should quit heresy or quit. Like, I didn't care. Right. But people people tried to take it that way. Because me and you even had a conversation yesterday about, and I don't even really want to get into it, about my experience already in the Dark Age community and how different it is dealing with Cool Mini or not than it has been Games Workshop and of vastly much positive way that couldn't be more black and white and i would i felt bad i wouldn't even tell you guys like i wanted to tell you guys because you're my friends 
hey, how cool is this? But I didn't do it because I felt like you would perceive that as just me like bragging, essentially. Like, haha, like, look how much gre- greener the grass is. Even though, <laughs> even though, let's, I mean, I'm being honest, the grass is greener when it comes to what I'm talking about 100%. Um, but I mean, here I am, I'm back to 30K. It's not like I'm saying everybody quit and go play Dark Age. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that in a two week time span, I felt like I was in an alternate universe dealing with them as a company in how I got treated as a consumer. And we can, I'm going to, I'm still doing a dark age podcast, by the way, this is a, I'm going to self promote here just a second. So I will talk about this on my dark age podcast, but we don't need to go into it here unless Michael wants to, but you can hear about it on there. And I'm not going to, once again, I'm not going to like burn games workshop to the ground. I'm just <laughs> like going to state facts. This was my experience here. This is my experience here. Take that for fucking what it's worth. Like, but these are facts. This is a hundred percent happened and it happened in this way. But I'm just like tying it into what Scott said. Like just people need to be a little bit more responsible in how they behave and how they act. And I know a lot of people want to be keyboard warriors and sit behind the computer screen and say a bunch of stupid shit and piss a bunch of people off. But it's, I just don't really see the point in that or why you would want to do that. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I like to put my money where my mouth is like when, Things didn't go the way I wanted it to go because I thought it was going to eighth and I have no desire to play eighth and I don't need to go into all those reasons, but let's just say I've looked at the eighth edition rules and I'm pretty confident in my mental abilities on being able to extrapolate something from paper into reality and people continually write me army list and seem to agree with me. So, um, it, it's one of those things where I'm pretty confident and I can make a prediction on how, what my fun level was going to be using those rules and it wasn't good. So I just walked away from it and found something else that I felt like I would enjoy better. But now that it's not going that route, I came back. But the problem is like Derek brought up, how long is this going to last? Because I'm once again, I'm back to just wasting my fucking time in a way. If it, you know, in a year or whatever, it's going to do this. Like, I could just move on and go play a different game and, in my opinion, get a fairly equivalent experience and not have to, you know, put up with all this drama bullshit that we just had to put up with. That's the truth. That's true. So, I mean, looking at it, it seems like the general consensus is, like, worst-case scenario, they put out the Age of Darkness rulebook in its 7th edition, and then... They just pull the rug out from under our feet and say, okay, well, here's the new Age of Darkness rulebook for 8th edition. And then, you know, Ryan walks away from that because he has no desire to be a part of that. And then everybody else feels like lied to and slighted and everything like that. And so, like, I think that's the baseline is that's the worst case scenario. And the best case scenario is... was that? Like what you're saying, like I think I think the core of that, at least what I think is really important, is I would just be very careful if I were people out there to like, you know, let that ruin our community and let it ruin what we're doing, you know, because it is a social game. So don't don't make your decisions off notional truths. I guess you know, maybe that's a good way to say it. Yeah, absolutely. We still need to like wait and see if we're going to hear anything yeah. definite back from yeah. Forge World on the plans for you know maybe switch to eighth edition or leave it with its own age of darkness rulebook 
But so I guess the best case scenario is they do stick with the, the Age of Darkness rulebook. So like so far, like as far as metrics, like Michael said, even if they are just kind of throwing this out there as like damage control, like, oh, all, all of our sales dropped off after that email got out. So we need to put out something. Well, I guess the best metric of what they should do if they're on the fence, if they don't even know, would be how the sales of this rulebook would go. Well, I mean, everybody that plays Heresy is going to buy one. I tell you right now, like, I was out for two weeks. I was only gone for two weeks, and I was I swore up and down I'd never fucking go back to them again. But this was on the... Because I thought they were going to 8th. As soon as we hang up this call, I'm getting on Forge World's website and ordering two fucking Gorgons and a Thunderbolt fighter to finish my fucking militia army. So there you go. There we so go. once you give me a clear fucking direction and, you know, let me know that I'm either in or out, you get fucking rewarded. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know why that's so fucking hard for them to understand. And <laughs> you're like and, positive reinforcing <laughs> Forge World. Yes, <laughs> oh, no, that's exactly and, and what it don't, is. Don't think don't think for a fucking second in the little comment. Do you have any other comments? I'm going to put thank you for your announcement and put a fucking picture, attach a picture of the slide and then put. You you did this. Here's your fucking cookie. Here's your reward. Keep it up, sure. and you fucking more you're coming your way. And we'll send Fuck you up. more cakes. And this gets turned off. Don't think that that's not happening because it 100 percent is. Yeah. So like, just call to action. If you like the Age of Harris or the Age of Darkness rulebook, buy a copy. Like, e even if your friends have copies, you're in a game club, buy a copy. Like, boost the sales of that book, and. If that book sells extremely well, then that sends them a message. Hey, you should stick with this rule set. And then yep. if they fly in the face of that and just go ahead and switch to eighth and then all their sales magically drop off again, then I think they'll know what direction they need to take the game in. Yep. I think that's a very, very valid point. I think that, you know, money talks really does. And they, their business, that's their goal. I don't, I'm not mad at them for trying to make money, man, but like, I think if, if we can positively reinforce something we want as a community, and I'm this is like speaking for everybody. I know not everybody wanted this change, but right. it is what it is now. If, if it had been the other way, I'd be sitting here today being like, well, oh, well, fuck it. You know, I'm going to put on my big boy <laughs> pants and fucking adjust because that's just the way it is. But um, I would, you know, if you give a shit about this community, support them with monetary benefits because that's what speaks you know they do something you like you gotta reward them because if you don't they that's the only feedback they get if one department of a company is not talking to the other one they definitely are not getting the intel from their consumers so i would you know suggest definitely support them monetarily and, and i'm like scott i mean i'm not mad at them for trying to make money i don't have a problem with that but i do have a problem with like let's say they did switch to eighth i mean releasing book seven when they did and then fucking oh, yeah. you know That's what i mean or, or like you or like derek just talked about if they drop this fucking 7.5 book or whatever it is and then a year later they're like haha i got your money and fucking going to eight like come on man really like, like, like that yeah. there's no way that's not fucking intentional like there's what there's there's making money and then there's ripping people off and there is yeah. a difference yeah so and so Ryan, such a small community, you're very reliant on, I would think, co customer, like consumer loyalty, you know, in a way. So, 
everybody sitting here on this podcast has spent, it's easy to say, at least over $5,000 on Games Workshop product, right? I don't have $5,000 Apple shit in my car, in my house. I don't have $5,000 worth of Sony shit in my house. Like, really, let's be real here. The people who spend the major amount of money in this hobby spend a lot of that money. And you want to keep those people. So don't fuck us. Don't fuck us. If you're listening, <laughs> don't do it. I'm laughing because my wife was helping me price out my shit. And I kept seeing her eyes get wider and wider. And we'd only made it through like two armies. And <laughs> yeah, that number, oh. that number that Scott just mentioned. Dude, it was getting like I passed that. I passed that like an army and a half in. Like, <laughs> oh, man, I'm on the hook for a hell of an anniversary present this year. Jesus, <laughs> here's Channing Tatum, dear. Go It's like look, I don't know what to say. When I told her that they changed their mind and we were going back to seventh, she got physically angry with me. I think she actually shoved me. Like, don't give them any more of your money. She got mad because she was already like, we're going to pay off this and the fucking driveway is going to be paid and all this shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. She already spent that money. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. She's not even here right now. She left and went shopping because I told her I was doing this podcast and she just gave me the look and went, well, I'm going to Bloomington to go shopping while you do this. And I was like, all right. (laughs) So, yeah, that happened. Your army's going to go missing one day. (laughs) Like, you're you're going to be like, how the fuck did they steal it? How did they break in? Like, no windows are broken, nothing. Michael, don't you put that on him. (laughs) Don't you put that on anybody else. The cops are going to be like, this window's busted from the inside. (laughs) Like, somebody knew what they were doing. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, I personally, for one, I'm, this is everything I wanted. This is what I wanted from the beginning, yep. and I'm extremely, extremely happy with it. Anybody who knows me for any amount of time has known that this is what I've wanted for a long time. This is what I've always said that I wanted. That being said, because of the route that they fucking took to get here, it's like in a, in a lot of ways I trust them less than I ever trust them, and I'm still fucking a little mad. And there was part of me that still didn't want to come back. But then I thought, I'm like, you know what? Regardless of how we got here, they did give you everything you fucking wanted. And if you don't come back, you're kind of a hypocritical dick face. (laughs) So (laughs) here I am. Here I am. I'm excited, man. I couldn't be any more excited. I think it I think it was a really badass announcement. And my I have a lot of faith in the imaginative in imaginative minds that work over there guys like alan bly and stuff who uh you know they gave a lot to a lot of people brought a lot of happiness to a lot of people and i think yep. there's definitely some very special individuals over there that are going to give us give us some good shit coming up soon as much as i bitch about them i've played their game since 1993 so apparently they are doing something right yep. so <laughs> yeah. true, true story so so, so it, ryan so I, I think it's kind of funny that you bring up uh, with them releasing book seven when they did. Cause uh, they also at Warhammer fest announced a little bit on book eight. Okay. So apparently book eight is going to be focused on like descent of angels where it's going to yep. have uh, blood angels and dark angels focus. Yep. And then they're also going to throw in some dark mechanicum and demons. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so I just think, 
say they do end up switching to eight. I think this is an even bigger slap in the face than Inferno was. Oh, if you're saying that they come out with this book and then come out with another black book that's still yeah, they're, they're just right stacking out. onto that pile. <laughs> no one's that stupid. There's no way you're that fucking stupid, man. Jesus. Well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're in the community right now and you're listening to this and you're one of these people that I make fun of and quote unquote call Games Workshop shills, if we didn't, if we went through this whole fucking journey and ended up where we're at now, and you're listening to this and listening to us discuss all this stuff and why it is this way, if that is what they do, and you still take the position that you did this time and defend them, lose my number. Unfriend me. Don't fucking talk to me. You're not somebody I want in my life. You're, da- you're dangerous to even have scissors in your house. Fucking buy a bike helmet, put it on. And don't talk to anyone. You're dangerous. There's a, uh, you know, it's 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 like the same group of people who said that custodes were not overpowered and like that oh, that thousand suds. And then you just like look back at it now and you're like, I wonder who won this Warhammer Fest GT. Oh, custodes won. Okay, here's the custodes list that won. Oh, okay. Like it's like, it, there's like a lot of. Oh. Uh, what what won Adepticon? What won you know like? <laughs> yeah, what what won what won the uh, friendly tournament at Adepticon? Three custodes list. Okay, fair enough. Like yeah, but no, but like it's it, it's there's like deniers out there. Like it's just not there's not truth. Like you can't find the 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 truth in all of it. It's like it's like look, we don't fucking say this flat stuff. Earthers, thirty k flat earthers, <laughs> man. They fuck you to the all reason. That's what it is. <laughs> they think uh, they think just past Australia is a large ice wall, <laughs> and if you go over that ice wall, you just go into space. <laughs> Tim, Michael, be careful on your boats, on your dinghies. Strong wind <laughs> takes you towards that ice wall. Who knows what can happen? I know, I know three <laughs> that, things. That being said, I, I do, I do want to say something else too. There was a lot of people. We'll call, well, I don't know what you want to call them because Scott called them flatter, like flatter. Or we call them aethers. There was a lot of aethers out there that were cunts. Let's just put it that way. They weren't very nice. They shit on a lot of people and stirred up a bunch of shit, like Scott was saying. Yeah. Um, my fucking private messages are literally a, ca- a Catholic confessional booth of people who were mad about the change that were scared to say anything on Facebook out in the open because they would get attacked by people. That being said, now that it's went back the other way and you're on the winning side, let's not <laughs> dance. Let's not dance on their grave. Fucking because I know what it's like to be on the other side. I was fucking down in the dumps. I quit the game. I left. I was trying to sell all my shit. I really was. Like this is no no bullshit. And it wasn't fun. Like it was it would have been I feel like it was way harder to do what I wanted. Like, it was a pain in the ass. Like, I started pricing my stuff out. I was going to have to list everything on eBay. I mean, it's a fucking chore. You know what I mean? It really was. Like, it would have been way easier just to say, ah, fuck it and stay. But I just didn't want to. Like, I I would, you know what I mean? It really, we've went over all this. But anyway, what I'm saying is, I know what that's like. And I know what it's like to be let down and disappointed. And some of these people, even the ones that weren't like that and weren't cunty about it, there were still some people that wanted this change. And now it's not going to happen, and they probably feel bad. Yeah. And it's fine for them to feel bad. Don't be. And there was no, there was no inter- indication for them that it wasn't going to change. I fucking thought it was going to change, you know. I did so. too, hundred percent. 
Yeah. And what I'm getting at is just, you know, leave them alone. They might be upset about it. I know that I didn't want to be fucked with about it, and I'm not going to fuck with them about it. Okay. So there, there's people you know, out there that were legitimately excited to move to eighth edition. And I mean, right. I mean, it didn't, you know, it just. Yep. And even though I'm not, I'm not into it. Like I don't, I looked at it and was like, eh, like I'm good. That being said, if they're into it, they're into it. And I, you know, who am I to tell them that that's, you know, whatever. So it just, it, I, well, that's what I just said, like, don't dance on their fucking grave. If they're disappointed, they're disappointed. Let them do their thing. Let them get over it. You know, there's no reason to be an asshole to those people. If right. uh, if now you see somebody said, if you see somebody being an asshole, just hashtag <laughs> be the bigger person. Just like right there, like comment on it. Hey man, be the bigger person. Hey, and just just fucking say, hey, remember like two weeks ago when everybody was being a cunt to you because of whatever? Yeah, that's how you're being now. So let's not do that and just go on with your day. Um, that, that's just how I feel about it. Like there's be, just be, no reason to do that. Be Horace Heresy humble, people. Horace Heresy humble. That's right. God damn it. ELE. All right, gentlemen. Where do we go from here? I think it's it, man. I, we're we're running over. Like yeah, we, we, got, we got both. We both kept this. we kept Scott on for an hour and a half longer than he was supposed to be on. <laughs> oh god damn. My wife is a beautiful, lovely lady who has supported me with plenty of liquid refreshment since I started <laughs> this, so that I spilled all over my laptop. But <laughs> Hey, this might be speaking too soon, but I think this works. I like this. I don't know what you think, Michael, but I like this. What the four? The four people? I'm game for four people. The four people. I like it. Hey, you if, you, if you hate my sound quality, guess what? It's going to get better next week because I'm going to record with Ryan. And if you fucking hate my voice being super clear, too bad because I'll be at his place with a nice microphone. So, two microphones. That's right. So <laughs> that's it we have for this week, guys. Uh, we'll go ahead and go to a musical break. And uh, do an event shout out like I've been doing, and once again, and we any voicemails we had that we didn't go over, which we probably should have checked at one point. Uh, we will go over next week, guys. Oh, uh, I got a Scott. Scott sent me a yep. list. I I did that list review. All we can do it next week on the show, but I'll email okay. the list. I'll email the list to Scott, and then we can go over it on the show. But it did. I did it last night. As soon as you sent I, it to me, I knocked it out. You give a quick shout out. That list is for Nick and Wesley. Nick and Wesley, you dicks. I got you. <laughs> I got your list through. So fucking stop bugging me about it. It was literally like I never left. Like literally, I was like, "Well, let's do the podcast." And Scott was like, "Would you like? How do you want to do it?" I'm like, "I don't care. You guys decide. If you want me back on, fine. If you don't." whatever i don't care no hurt feelings however you guys want to do it and they were like well let's just do all four and i'm like cool we'll record tomorrow fine and then scott's like here's a list (laughs) (laughs) hey knock this out on your way in boy (laughs) get back on the horse (laughs) and uh also we did totally forget a model something big uh custodis orion gunship yeah we'll talk about next week yeah, we'll touch on that yeah. next week. That thing's Dude. hideous. Ryan Gunship, coming at you next week. <laughs> All right, guys. Catch us musical break and event shout-outs on the way. Y'all have a good one, guys. Bye.
change had much to say But man, I still think them cats are crazy They were asking if you were around How you was, where you could be found I told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy She was red hot, I mean she was steaming And that time over at Johnny's place Well, this chick got up and she slapped Johnny's face Man, we just fell about the place If that chick don't want to know, forget her Alright guys, welcome back. 
Now we got some events that we want to go ahead and get shouted out for you guys. If you want your event shouted out, just go ahead and shoot me an email at michael at warhammer30k.com. Provide me as much detail about that event as you can so I wouldn't, uh, you know, won't fuck it up or anything. And uh, we'll go ahead and get that shout out. And of course, you can always call our hotline at 209-RFI-30K0 and get your event shouted out in the voicemails, which is probably the preferred method. It's probably the easiest method because you know what it is and you'll get it right. So... Anyway, first things first, we got the Bug Eater GT. That's going to be June 2nd to the 4th. It's going to be at the Miller North High School in Omaha, Nebraska. And I've actually seen pictures of this event, and it's like a full gymnasium full of fucking people. I mean, this play, this this event looks massive. I know in the past it's all been 40K. This year they got the Horace Heresy event going. I know that's a powerful Sean Freed territory over there from CZ Initiative Podcast. So I'm pretty sure he'll be there if you want to go get your autograph signed by him. Uh, the Bug Eater GT has been running for seven years, bringing people in from all dozens of states each year to play a number of different games. This year, the Bug Eater GT is excited to add a Horus Heresy to the events. You can play all three days or just one or two. It's up to you. So Friday, it looks like there's going to be a Horus Heresy Mega Battle or Battlefleet Gothic you pick. So if you want to bust out your old Battlefleet Gothic stuff, you can. Representing the initial invasion of the planet. I fucking love when events do that. Uh, Saturday, you got a friendly three-round tournament. Then on Sunday, you've got Zone Mortalis or a four-player game. You play with a different partner for each game. All the events are tied to one large narrative event, the Conquest for Marniacs 4. While there will be some awards, most of the prizes are either randomly given away or put in your swag bag. Swag bag comes with buying a ticket for all three days. You can purchase separately. So that's pretty cool, guys. It seems like how most events are being run nowadays uh, looks like they got the three days where they all work with each other, getting that uh, getting that Adepticon-ish vibe off of that. So really cool that they're going to be doing that at Bug Eater GT. I'm hoping that uh, Sean has something to do with all this because he's a bad dude and really cares about the fluff and narrative. So we'll see how that goes down. If you're in the Nebraska area, definitely give that a, give that a chance. That's uh, June 2nd through the 4th. So... Next up on the list, June 24th, Circle City Heresy, the Baracus Insurgents. This is actually going to be run by uh, Perpetual Paintings Dave, and he's going to be running it in the deep, dark basement of Ryan Kimmel. So that's, uh, you know, if you get a hold. I don't know if I can shout this address out because you'll have sweet, sweet Ryan Kimmel's address, and I don't want to go ahead and go throw that around the internet. But it uh, looks like it's pretty much filling up. There's a lot of people that are interested in going. It's Saturday, June 24th at 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, the Braxton and Surge is a one-day Horus Heresy kill team-style narrative event focusing on small-scale missions and conflicts in the Baracus system. Doors open at 9 for the first round to begin at 9.30. This is a five-round event. Games will be fast using forces around 300 points. List construction information is available in the pinned post. $20 entry free includes lunch as well as a mountain of prizes and swag. So for starters, that 20 bucks is not only going to get you entrance into powerful Ryan Kimmel's house, it's also going to get you some Kimmel homemade food. That's right. You're going to get Ryan's sweet, sweet wife make you a delectable, and I'm pretty sure Ryan always pitches in as well, so it's going to be like, just there's gonna be so much love in that food and for 20 bucks you really can't beat it i mean there's where why would you go anywhere else uh 
I have no. I mean, my mouth is watering just thinking about the type of food you're going to eat. I know last week they had like uh, lasagna or something like that, something ridiculous. So, June 24th, Circle City Heresy, Bracus Insurgent, run by Powerful Dave at Perpetual Painting. Why would you want to miss it? I have no idea. So, a couple weeks after that, if you're trying to run the gauntlet, trying to make it to all these events, go ahead and make your way down to Texas, Hearst, Texas to be exact, because you got Texacon 2017 rolling up on you. So, Texacon 2017 is going to be... A, there's going to be a Horse Heresy event. This is going to be July 7th to the 9th. It's going to be at 1601 Campus Drive, Hearst, Texas. And this is going to be run by the sweet, sweet Lone Star Legion guys. It's going to be a three-day Horse Heresy event. Each day is going to have something separate on it. And uh, they'll get you taken care of. And looking at Texacon, looking at some of the past pictures, this looks like it's going to be a massive event. So... Make sure you take your wagons. Make sure you take anything that you would need to uh, to carry all your stuff because it looks like there's a lot of walking. It looks humongous from what I'm looking at out of the pictures. So following up that next week, it looks like July 28th, you have the OFCC Warhammer 30K Weekender. This is going to be taking place in Vancouver, Washington, uh, looks like Rose City Horse Heresy will be joining forces with the Ordo Fanaticus to host a 30K campaign for this year's Ordo Fanaticus Game Club Challenge. So that's what the OFCC stands for, Ordo Fanaticus Club Challenge. We'll be pitting trader and loyalist forces in a simple campaign. See rules below. Tickets will be $50 each, $40 for Ordo Fanaticus Champions. Ordo Fanaticus Club Challenge is an event based around friendly play, and it is meant to be a fun, non-competitive atmosphere in Portland, Oregon. It has been running for over 10 years and plays host to many game systems. Warhammer 40K, Age of Darkness, Blood Bowl, Flames of War, Infinity, Age of Sigmar, and Ninth Age are all some of the game systems that we'll be playing at this year's OFCC. So this looks like it's going to be a sweet event in Vancouver, Washington, 301 West 6th Street, Vancouver, Washington, which is the Hilton, Vancouver. Uh, info for the 30K event, it looks like there's going to be 32 spots for our 30K event, a.k.a. 16 tables. Uh, you'll need to sign up as trader or loyalist. There will be 16 trader spots, 16 loyalist spots. It will be three games Saturday and two games Sunday. Tickets will be $50, $40 for... Okay, yeah, we already talked about all this. Uh... It'll be a campaign, not a tournament. So, Junkhouse Entertainment LLC will be giving away a Burning of Prospero and Betrayal Cows box set as prizes. One of the best sportsmanship and the other best overall army. Best army will be judged on paint modeling and theme. There will be open gaming and a meet and greet Friday when folks arrive. So, that's pretty sweet. So, if you're in that uh, northwest area like Jordan is or Sam is, Maybe y'all should go check that out in Vancouver, Washington. So we'll see. I'm sure they will. So next up on the list, going coming in October 21st, 22nd, looks like the SoCal Open. It'll be held at the Del Mar Fairgrounds in San Diego, California. San Diego. It's a five-game tournament with three games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. Players should bring a 2,500-point list using the Age of Darkness Force organization chart. Multi-bombing is allowed, and the only restrictions are no relics or no shattered legions. So that's going to work out. I think that's it. I think I got all of them. Let me just double-check. Let me double-check. 
no, got one more. The Invasion of Carolina. It's going to be August 19th. Carolina is a war world, a world of great importance to the Imperium. Traitor forces seek to bring under the influence of Horus. The initial assault was led by elements of the 3rd and 4th and Berserkers of the 12th Legion. They are unable to acquire key points in the surface of the main invasion force to land. The remaining loyalists on the planet have fortified their positions, preparing for an onslaught of traitor forces. So this looks like it's going to be the invasion of Carolina August 19th at Cruise Road Wreck. Don't know what that is. 1201 Cruise Road, Matthews, North Carolina. So it looks like you're in for a good old time. If you're a person that loves Horus Heresy and does not have an army yet, please come in and play in our Game Master scenario. This is an action-packed mission run by Overseer, giving you instructions. So they allow people to go in there that don't have a full army, but it looks like all participants will be required to play a 2,500-point Horus Heresy army list and a 1,000-point Zomortalis list. These lists will be the same faction for... For example, if your 2,500-point list is an Iron Warrior, Zomortalis list must also be Iron Warriors. Uh, there will be prizes for best painted and other various awards. We are not requiring armies to be fully painted, but there will be disadvantages if your army is not painted. If you're not a closer, it's going to be bad. Uh, admissions, $20. This includes lunch, beverages, and snacks, as well as goes for prizes. We do not make a profit for this event. We hope everyone can make it out and some roll some dice and decide the date. The de- Decide the fate of Coralina. They wrote date, but I realized it was supposed to be fate. So that's going to be it. Those are all for the events, guys. Like I said, if you have any events that you want shouted out, go ahead and send them in to Michael at Warhammer30k.com, and I will get them shouted out. If I could just read them off, that'd probably be best. Um, but honestly, guys, if you have anything that you want to talk about, Send it in to Michael at Warhammer30k.com, Derek at Warhammer30k.com, or Scott at Warhammer30k.com, and we will discuss it. We'll go over it. And uh, definitely go ahead and leave us a voicemail at 209-RFI-30K-0. We love stories. We love anything you can give us. Anything that you want to tell us, we're going to listen to. We're going to find it great. So uh, hopefully you're liking the uh, new co-host we have. Uh, It's not... Not saying that uh, that Ryan was bad. We do miss him a lot, <laughs> but I, I am hoping that you're you're liking the change, and I am hoping that uh that we're we're doing good for you guys. Just want to give also give a shout out to all of our fantastic, fantastic Patreon supporters out there, guys. Thanks for hanging in there with us during these times of change. But uh, I think we're uh, I think we're finally catching our groove. So that's all I got. Kind of doing some rambling now. So. I guess we'll let you get on to your next podcast, boys. We'll go. I'll cue it up for you. Here it comes. <laughs>